For broadcasting or advertising opportunities, call 1-888-303-3884 or visit wildfireradio.com and click on Contacts. You are listening to The Straight Shooters exclusively on Wildfire Radio. Subscribe to The Straight Shooters podcast on iTunes by visiting the iTunes store and download every episode on wildfireradio.com. Now, here's Vaughn Johnson and Nick Picone bringing you the latest and greatest in the world of professional wrestling. Oh, Shooters Radio Universe! My name, of course... Is Warren Johnson. Well, super nerdy pet peeve uh, of mine, nitpicky. I don't think he should have been hopping over the top rope like a uh, parkour champion. You got me mad now. What is your name? As always, with my main man, Pots and Pants, Nick McCone. That's me. I don't really know us like you think that you do. I'm Ryan Isley. What is he doing? Oh my God! Is he the third man? He's the third man! What the hell is going on here? Straight Shooters is, the, I believe, the number one show on Wildfire Radio. I'm feeling good. No sleep, no food, no nothing. Just maniacism. For all the skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, Hal. Sorry. What actually happened on the show? Nothing. Give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! What is up, everyone out there in Portland land? My name is Warren Johnson. Joined by my main man, Pots and Pants, Nick Bacona, Philly Voice and Philly Influencer, and you are listening and watching episode 190 of The Straight Shooters on a whole bunch of platforms. But before I get into those platforms, I already mentioned my main man, Pots and Pants, Nick Bacona, Philly Voice and Philly Influencer, but we got a special guest in the building tonight. My man, Mike K of NJ.com, who's covering WrestleMania this weekend, which is, of course, in East Rutherford, New Jersey. That's probably why his editors allowed him to cover this event. (laughs) <laughs> like what wrestlemania <laughs> it's in new jersey okay <laughs> nice. it's in the shadows of new york city man yeah that's accurate yeah. i mean that is accurate that was my sales pitch <laughs> but nick and mike how are y'all doing tonight nick for first uh, mike welcome to the show mike thanks man thanks for having me and nick right. how are you doing tonight my good brother i'm doing great man it's one of my favorite weeks of the year you know i had headed up to wrestlemania the phillies are getting going and a hell of a start to the season and I'll tell you, man, like I've said on this podcast before, they're probably my number one team uh, overall, just based out of love. But the last few years have been rough. So this year is especially pretty sweet, even though today's game at didn't end that great. So right. they're uh, going 161 and one. That's all that matters. Yeah, that's right. And the Kingsway Dragons baseball team is one and one, which isn't too bad. It's better than 0 and 2. So go, Dragons. Mike, how are you doing tonight, my good, my good man? I'm I'm doing well, man. It's you know the NFL's kind of you know getting a little bit quiet, and so I'm able to spend some time with you guys and focus on wrestling this week. You know, had a good interview with the Miz earlier in the week, and you know stuff's been good. Wrestling coverage has been fun. For those who don't know, uh, tell a little bit about yourself. You know what you're doing out here in this in this space, Mike, for those who are not familiar with what your work out there. Yeah, sure. So I'm the Eagles beat reporter for NJ.com, or I should say one of two Eagles beat reporters, along with Zach Rosenblatt. You should follow him at Zach Blatt. He's awesome. 
Um, before that, I was covering the Jaguars, uh, and I crossed paths with AEW owner Tony Khan quite a bit. And, you know, before that, I was into blogging and working for SB Nation. And, you know, I'm up here. Last year was my first year covering the Eagles, and I came mid-season. So now I'm getting adjusted, and uh, it's been a fun ride so far. Yeah, it's, you know, if people don't know, people know, listen to the show, I work for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's no secret. And I bumped, you know, kind of bumped into Mike K a bunch of times in the locker room mm-hmm. uh, throughout the season, pretty much the whole season. And uh, so, yeah. So, you know, we formed a relationship over time through Twitter and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, well, damn, I forgot Mike is covering the team now. How about that? So I uh, got to see him more in person this season. I got to see a lot of writers in person this season. Uh, so, yeah, so we got that going. Like I said, Mike has been covering WrestleMania. He's going to be in live and in person this Sunday at East Rutherford, New Jersey, at MetLife Stadium for WrestleMania 35. We're going to get into a whole full preview in a little bit. But before I, we get into all the stuff that's happening right now in wrestling and, of course, with WrestleMania this Sunday, let me remind you we can find us on these here interwebs. Of course, you got iTunes, Apple Podcasts. We can rate, view, subscribe to us. You got Google Play. You got Stitcher. You got iHeartRadio. You got Spreaker. You got TuneIn Radio. You got Player FM. You got SoundCloud. You got Spotify. And, of course, the mothership, wildfireradio.com. We can find all 188, 89, excuse me, prior episodes of The Straight Shooters. So you can go back and listen to some of our live commentaries from back in the day, some crazy episodes we did back in the wildfireradio.com studios. They're all there, all 189 prior episodes. And if you're looking at us on YouTube, looking at our beautiful faces here, I know mine is beautiful. You ain't got to tell me, but we appreciate you doing that. What just freeze my frame like this. I didn't. I was taking some windows, so fortunately I didn't see that. But my best, my best quality is making you speechless from time to time. Yes, you got it. You got it again. Uh, but you can be be sure to interact with us on YouTube if you're listening, to, watching us live. I should say you can do that. It's to my left. You be on your right, the right right side of your screen. But to my left, you can type in there and say, say something, and be sure to say something and interact with your boys here on the Straight Shooters. We got a lot to talk about here tonight, though, folks. Uh, like I said, WrestleMania is a Sunday. Obviously, it's the biggest show of the year, the Super Bowl of wrestling, if you will. Uh, and we're going to go through it match by match, give our predictions, talk about what's going to happen this week as far as just not just WrestleMania, but everything that's happening around it. But there's some news items I dropped today, unexpectedly. Usually, we record the show. There isn't a whole bunch of news to talk about. But today was just full of it. A lot of transactions, if you will. If you look at the transaction wire <laughs> for wrestling, if there was one. It was kind of filled up today. Uh, the top of that, and I just went through them real quick, and we can kind of get overall thoughts on them. But Jim Ross has signed a lucrative contract, according to a press release, with All Elite Wrestling. The biggest secret, worst kept secret in wrestling is out. Again, he's with All Elite Wrestling as a, they say he's an advisor, but it's one of the like, like most lucrative announcer contracts in wrestling history. So take that you know, how you will. Uh, the Usos have signed exclusive uh, not an well, exclusive deal, but they signed a contract extension, so to speak, a five-year extension. So for the next five years, they're still in WWE. Rob Van Dam signed with Impact. He's going to be with Impact Wrestling, apparently, for the foreseeable future. So three major names, entities, signing with three major promotions. Any thoughts about these guys before we get into WrestleMania? I'll tell you, Jim, Jim Ross going with AEW is uh, kind of like – a double-edged sword, maybe not a double-edged sword, maybe that's a wrong, a wrong analogy. But you hate I, Jim Ross, right? I, no, no, not at all, not at all. <laughs> um, his work with New Japan, I really enjoyed up until the point. Like, I, I think there was just a point, 
And I think it was it was really highlighted by their like first live show in uh, the U.S. a couple of years ago, where he was just not Jim Ross. You know, like it, it was Jim Ross's voice, but it wasn't Jim Ross the commentator. And uh, you know, it progressively seemed to get worse with with his New Japan work. I just I wasn't a fan of it, and there are many that weren't a fan of it. Uh, so I think I was at the point where I'm like, okay, like he's okay. Like he's done. Like it's, it's fine. He should retire type thing. Um, but I do think AEW kind of needed a voice stand out for their product. And Jim Ross was obviously the guy to, to do it. And, uh, so I, I don't, I don't think they made the wrong decision. Uh, I think he will be better in AEW than he was in new Japan. Just, I, I think, you hope he is at least. Right? I mean, I guess I have faith in him that that he'll he'll put forth the effort that he did. He seemed to lack in the New Japan product, and whether it was that or whether it was a multitude of things, we we know he lost his wife, uh, and that was a terrible thing. And you know, there are some people on social media that that didn't give him you know a break for that, which, which I thought was kind of crazy. It's like you lose your wife, like you kind of you get a break from you know, people giving you a hard time. So I didn't really talk about how much I, I wasn't a fan of his new Japan work yet. Other people that, that we we know via Twitter uh, went at him pretty hard. So I, I do, I did feel bad for him for that reason. Uh, but I, I do think he'll be better at AEW and I'm kind of looking forward to it, but um, they did need that instant credibility behind the mic. And I think they got it. I think for me, somebody who, you know, we all grew up listening to Jim Ross, whether you, it was early in the WCW days, whether it was in WWE, WWF, what have you. My only concern with this is there's a lot of things that are happening that happened really early in the Impact era, or I should say TNA era, where they got a bunch of names to get names and then it was like, how do we integrate ourselves in the history of this product? Like Jim Ross wasn't Jim Ross when he moved to WWF in the early 90s. You can watch some old WrestleManias and realize, you know what? He doesn't really fit what Jim Ross was. Jim Ross really, if you look at it, got to the next level during the Austin rise to fame and the Attitude Era and all that stuff. And if you watch him like watch some of his like later stuff when they had him as a novelty act, basically for the Royal rumble or what have you. I didn't get to watch the new Japan stuff, but it just doesn't seem like he fits the era as well. And I'm just mm. curious just you know, Oh my God, Hangman page. You know, like, I don't like, that's not, that's not something that I feel like would hit the ear as well. Um, you know, a lot of these guys are extremely talented He's going to have to call 25 super kicks over the span of a show. <laughs> How many times can you sell that? Uh, you know, a lot, you know, Mauro Ronaldo is a guy who can do that. He's got the speed. He's got the pop culture references. He's able to adapt. I feel like to this style, I don't know if Jim Ross is that guy. So that's what I'm really interested to see. Well, I mean, New Japan stuff, I mean, I know some people ragged on kind of about that, but I know and some of it was about the live shows they did. Uh, I know most of the time they was in the studio, and I, I know it's kind of maybe it's tough to get, you know, as excited for a match you're calling in the studio than it is, you know, calling it in person. 
not excuse him for the stuff he did in person because you know some of the stuff that people he some of the matches he called in person people wasn't too fond of. But I, you know, if they're paying him a lot of money and it's, it's a chance <laughs> for him to get out the house more and and you know do some more stuff, maybe he'll be more engaged and more invested, and maybe he'll be a little more motivated, and maybe he'll get better. So time will tell. I've always been a fan of Jim Ross. I, I know like. You, you have your valid points in that he might not have adjusted to the air as as well as you probably would have liked, but I still rather listen to him than a lot of sure. the other wrestling announcers we have out here today. First, I'd rather listen to him call non WWE matches than a lot of announcers call WWE matches in that sure. style at least, where it's just sound effects and then they talk over the entire match about stuff that I really don't care about at that moment in time. Like they're talking about the story and what somebody said on Twitter and. And I know that's part of that's what they have to do. That's what the style is. I'm just not a fan of that style, and I, and I haven't been for a long time. And it's and it's more. I, I found myself being more conscious of it. Like if I don't watch, because now that I don't watch Raw every single week, and I don't watch it segment by segment like I used to. And then I come back to it and I watch the majority of the show, say every couple of weeks, and I'm like, oh god, they talk so much. Like stop talking. And I don't care what you're talking about. So. <laughs> At least with Jim Ross and AEW, he'll focus more on the matches. He'll focus more on the important stuff, what the athletes in the ring are doing, as opposed to what they're saying on Twitter. You know, you always find that point during the match WWE. Well, someone so said that this Danny quote, and I quote, blah, 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 on Twitter. And it's like, who cares? They're getting punched in the face right now. Like, talk about that. <laughs> and that's what I care about. So, you know, we'll see. Like I said, time will tell a lot of this stuff. Uh, Jim Ross, like I said, hopefully he can adapt better to the style of today. I think he will. I think I think he'll do all right, Dan. Again, they're paying them apparently the most lucrative contract and announcers ever had in the history of professional wrestling. So we'll see. Might be all the motivation he needs. Yeah, I mean, hey, man, you pay me to do something like Make that, yeah. right? Uh, anything? Th- any thoughts on uh, Usos, Rob Van Dam, maybe even John Oliver? Because that was a big thing that happened earlier uh, this week. Uh, hey, maybe by the end of their deal, the Usos will be Hall of Famers. Uh, they ought to be. Uh, they I mean, should I, be, yeah. I, I think they go in, but uh, maybe in the next five years, do they retire at some point? They're, they're Hall of Famers right now. They retire yeah. today. They're going into the WWE. Yeah. Well, what, what else can they do? You know, like they've done it all. So uh, interesting to see uh, if they do anything new uh, heading, heading forward. Well, and uh, Rob Van Dam and Impact. Uh, I don't even get Impact anymore. So, yeah. uh, well, well, I wonder. You brought up the Usos. Kind of weird coincidence that the timing of their WrestleMania match that got absolutely no build just sh- miraculously showed up right before they signed a contract. It's funny how that happens, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we'll probably get into it more in, in in the preview, but like, it's very clear that AEW is having an effect on not only financials for WWE but their booking. Like, it, it, it's abundantly clear at this point. So I think. When you look at this card, there is some AEW influence somewhere in this card. At the very least, it gives guys leverage. Right, exactly. They can hold. Like the Usos apparently like didn't sign right away when they were offered because they they fielded some offers and they have all the right to do so because that's what rest. That's what you know free agent athletes do. They field offers. Look at Bryce Harper or whoever. They sat down and listened to offers and okay. They like the offer WWE gave them the most, so they stuck with them. That's no problem with that. But WWE, you know WWE tried to sweeten that pot. It's like, hey, look, man, <laughs> look here. 
All right, if you sign with us, we'll give you a match at WrestleMania. Like, all right, we're done. Like, that's all we really want. <laughs> right, yeah, they're on, they're on the main card. I mean, right. you've got a bunch of people that are not. You, this is this might be, like, this is a stacked card, but it's, like, if you really look at the, the entire landscape of the card, it's about, like, 40% epic and, like, 60%, hey, I watched that on Raw. So, I mean, it, it, to me, like, you've got guys like... Matt and Jeff Hardy, I, I'm going to stand for them forever. Who are on? You've got Andrade. I mean, you've got Ali. You you've got some really talented people in the in the in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and then the women's Battle Royal is insanely stacked. So I mean, it, it, again, there there's there's a lot of like pushing and pulling from a talent perspective these days, especially on this card. Some of these matches were announced like four weeks ago and got no build following the announcement. So it's just this whole, this whole year has been just particularly interesting for me. Yes. It's it's been quite the uh, time to getting to this event. And here we are WrestleMania 35 in East Rutherford, New Jersey. The last time they went in East Rutherford, New Jersey was 2013. Nick and I was there. I was covering it the last time. Yeah, I was there as a fan. Uh, yeah, for Philly.com. And pretty much my uh, pitch to them was like, hey, we cover stuff in New Jersey. This is in northern <laughs> New Jersey, but it's New Jersey. It's the biggest wrestling show of the year. It's a good, good traffic. I was like, okay, you can go. I was like, all right, cool. And I went to my first WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, I would assume, I'm just an assumption that, Mike, this is your pitch went kind of the same way. It was like, it's, we're NJ.com. It's in New Jersey. It's going to get good, good traffic. <laughs> I honestly, you, you want to hear something funny? I went up to my editor and I said, hey, so are we doing anything for WrestleMania? He's like, yeah, yeah, probably. No joke. Two weeks ago, I get an email from WWE. They put in credentials for me. I had no idea. Oh, so, they reached out so to you. That's cool. It was a very pleasant surprise driving back from Temple's Pro Day and just getting, hey, so who do you want to interview? And I'm like, I, you know... <laughs> Um, That's yeah. well, so, <laughs> so I I went to um, I had a radio show in Jacksonville two years ago as part of iHeart, and so we were gifted tickets to the uh, Taker Roman Reigns WrestleMania in Orlando. In, Orla- in Orlando. And I've got to tell you, I mean, you guys have been you went to MetLife, like you said. It, I, I'm, I'm sure you've been to countless Raws and other pay per views. There is no wrestling show that is anywhere in the like atmosphere of what WrestleMania is. I mean, that that I stand for the Hardys, but that pop was the loudest noise I've ever heard in my entire life covering football for 10 years. Just, I mean, being at other sporting events, I have never seen anything like that. I mean, incredible. Yeah, and I was, it came across I, on TV, too. It yeah, I, I I I drove home and the first thing I did was turn on the network and rewatched <laughs> it like seven times and I'm like do it justice and I, I like had to diagnose the whole thing but you know I mean fast forward two years and they're on the pre show but what you know whatever oh well. <laughs> oh well I mean Matt Hardy thought I thought we all thought he was going to retire like two months ago so right yeah. it's just so weird I mean we'll talk about it when we get to the battle royal I don't want to yeah. jump ahead I, of you hosts right but you know. I was fortunate enough to cover uh, three, 29, 30, 31, 
Oh, wow. And you're right. it's, it's a great it's a great experience. Uh, if you're a wrestling fan, I say it every year pretty much. If you're a wrestling fan, if you're a diehard wrestling fan, you owe it to yourself to at least go to one. Uh, the show, quality-wise, isn't always great. Like, But just being there is always makes it better. Like, 29 was not a great show. If you look at it in the hindsight, it was just like, eh, it was all right. What was the main event for that one? That was Roxena 2. Oh, yeah. That was not a good Right. And you had Taker Punk. You had Lesnar Triple H. And then, of course, I think Ziggler cashed in and won Money in the Bank. Or cashed in Money in the Bank the next night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That show was, eh, it was all right. But being there in person, I think Nick can attest to this. It was awesome. Plus, that's my first one. So I'm already, like, freaking out because it's my first one. And then, yeah. So, like, but, of course, in hindsight, it wasn't a great show. 30 was a great show in person, in hindsight. 31 was a great show as well in both cases. But like I said, if you're a wrestling fan, you owe it to yourself to go at least once in your lifetime if you can make it. I know sometimes, you know, money can be tight for some people, some people. But if you're in the East Coast and it's right there in the East Rutherford in New Jersey, it's not that far from at least from Philly, at least. You got to go. You got to get there. Try to get there and experience that firsthand. Because, yeah, you could say what you want about WWE. Oh, the booking is crappy. Oh, they mistreat certain wrestlers or they shouldn't be independent contractors and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, all the negatives you can say, they always put on at least a hell of a show when it comes to WrestleMania, at least from a production and just mm-hmm. atmosphere standpoint. I'll give them points for that. Yeah, I agree. And I think being there, MetLife is a unique stadium because uh, really newer stadiums just don't seem to have that enclosed space. Right. Uh, it almost felt like the vet, you know, when I was there. And, you That's know, there's point. no, there's no like openings where you could see the skyline or whatever. It's enclosed. And I think that made it even better with the crowd noise. Uh, you know, they were popping loud for Cena and like he was not very popular at that point in his career. But man, it's WrestleMania. Uh, they had the Statue of Liberty on top of the ring. They had the Brooklyn Bridge, right? Uh, the entrance way. New Jersey. Um, yeah. So the set was something cool t- to behold in person. Uh, even though I was like 13 rows from the top, it wasn't a bad vantage point. I could see um, the wrestlers. I could see the ring. Uh, I could hear, you know, the the moves and everything. So it didn't feel like I was miles away. So yeah, it was that. I would do it again if I could. Yeah, but I don't think right. I'll be there this weekend. But get get make sure you get okay. some good free food in your belly. I'm sure you're used to getting that. You know, at at sporting events anyway. But WWE, they'll have some food laid out for the for the for the writers and people covering it too, so they don't skimp on that. Uh, yeah, and have a ball. But before we get into get, right now, we gotta get into the card because now we're straying away from what we're supposed to be talking about, and that's the actual show itself, WrestleMania 35. So how do we want to do this, gentlemen? We're gonna go from top to bottom, bottom to top. We want to do this. I don't know, man. I I really want to talk to you guys about the pre-show. Like I'm I'm about <laughs> seriously. There's a lot to discuss there, really. Uh, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Might be, might be the biggest pre-show in WWE history. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think that's I see that we got the we got the cruiserweight title match. Is there anything else? That's, I, I mean, battle royal probably. I'm sure, there's one of them on there, right? So I think it's the just the potential of the battle royal because there are a lot of moves you could make here. For one, there's like. There's only like five guys that actually should win this thing, and two of them don't even exist in the match yet. So, <laughs> I, I, all right. Well, let's start there. Let's start from. Let's go from bottom to top. Then, all right. Okay. Let's go with the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, the Men's Battle Royal. Uh, I don't know who the participants are offhand. Uh, I, I would assume there's a bunch. Uh, but I mean, let's see. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, which is not like a great source of information, but here we are. Uh, Braun Strowman. <laughs> 
Michael Che, Colin Joss, Saturday Night Live guys. Sat- we can update guys. Which I don't know was is he? I mean Braun Strowman. I think we talked about this last week. Braun Strowman should be on Saturday Night Live this week, or yeah, he should. He should be stomping onto the set. This we can update set to tear stuff up. That's right. what he's good at. Yeah. Uh, Apollo Crew, Titus O'Neil, Tyler Breeze, Jinder Mahal, Noe Jose, Bobby Roode, Chad Gable, Kalisto, Grand Metalik. He's still around. Lince Dorado, Bo Dallas, Kurt, Curtis Axel. They're still around. He's Slater, Rhino, Victor, Connor. Guys, I haven't seen in months. <laughs> Andrade, Ali. Well, he's just Ali now. Mustafa Ali. Sheldon Benjamin, Luke Gallows, Kyle Anderson, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Otis, and Tucker, Heavy Machinery, and EC3. Those are the announced names, according to Wikipedia, <laughs> as of this recording. Mike, talk about who you think is going to win this match. Okay, there's only five guys that should win this match. Okay. It, it, it should either be Andrade, Ali, Jeff Hardy, uh... Who was the other Bray Wyatt or, oh, Rob, yeah. or, or, or Rob Gronkowski. Here, here's why. So the second hour of the pre-show is on USA. They want to drive people to this product. That's the whole reason to have a pre-show. Yeah. The people that are watching the pre-show on the network already own the network. They right. want to get those free subscriptions. There is not a better pre-show publicity stunt than having Rob Gronkowski, who just retired from the NFL, come out and do something similar to what he did in Orlando. That yeah, was say, they did that two years ago, right? And it was great he wasn't in the match, right? This time he doesn't have a contract that that forbids him from being, you know, whatever. I'd like to see here. Our sixth guy would be Braun Strowman, but I think he's going to be kind of in like a humorous segment with the SNL guys. That said, Rob Gronkowski and uh, Braun Strowman eliminating each other, set up a program for SummerSlam. You've got, <laughs> you got book it out. Yeah, gee, I, I'm, I'm serious. I think the right way to do this though is a passing of the torch. Uh, you know, they kind of previewed it on SmackDown. Jeff Hardy was the last dude in the ring, and then Oscar threw him out. Um, Jeff Hardy and either Andrade or Ali, and the younger kid throws out the veteran uh, and kind of a passing of the torch situation. I think that's the right way to do it. I think having Andrade and Ali being the last guys in there, it doesn't really help them as much because a lot of people aren't that familiar with Ali because he had to stop start push because of the injury. Um but I think you have the potential to kind of give a guy a rub and have a moment. And I think afterwards, Jeff could come in and shake his hand and kind of raise his hand or something like that. It doesn't necessarily have to be him, but I think Jeff's probably the biggest name in the entire battle royal, if you really thought about it. I think he's one of maybe two world champions in there, or former world champions, maybe. So, Impact uh, championships? Because Bobby Roode's up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Bobby Bobby Roode's probably like the second or third biggest name in that Battle Royal. I mean, Matt Hardy won it last year. Um, Does the ECW championship count as a world? The the WWE ECW. No, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) We got the blue meanie on here. But but my point is... The TNA world championship. Rhino's a former TNA champion. Oh, there you go. But, like, to me... what's, What's weird to me is, is, like... You had the perfect booking of the Hardys versus the Usos that you could have done for this WrestleMania, and they didn't do it. And I, I'm wondering if they're trying to set that up for a future thing, so maybe booking them strong would work out. 
I don't know. I just think there's a lot you can do with this, especially if you had somebody return like a Bray Wyatt or maybe Kevin Owens. Although I think Kevin Owens is going to be a surprise later in the show. We can talk about that later when we when we talk about this. All later. right. Uh, I wonder because I, I thought the match. same thing. I thought the he same. better get involved in that Kofi Kingston match. I'm going to be upset. Yeah. I get it. Um, Nick, who you got in this Andre the Giant? Uh, I'll go. Uh, I agree with Mike. I, I think Andrade is going to be in there at the end. I think he's the guy that um, could benefit the most from a, a win here if they do it right. They give. They do the rub. They they make the Andre Battle Royal win mean something. So, and that's something to me yeah, right. that I think a heel can really use better uh, to to you know just be a heel with you know get more heat with hey like I won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Maybe he does it through nefarious means. You know, Selena Vega can help him out. You're like who knows? Um, I do think that. Uh, Ali is a good choice. Jeff Hardy, like just for the nostalgic purposes, is, is fine. But uh, I think Andrade is the one. Like I don't think Braun is going to win. He already won the Greatest Royal Rumble. Like he doesn't need that moment because they have already dropped the ball with him. So, oh my god, uh, yes, that's you know to me, like you said, I th- I think it's a co- comedy act that you know he's only in there for the Saturday Night Live guys. I could totally see both SNL guys eliminating Braun. And oh my god! That, imagine that moment. Oh. Uh, so yeah, and hey, Gronko- Gronkowski showing up will be like amazing. But uh, yeah, I think Andrade is the guy. Uh, I will go. I won't go with Jeff Hardy because Matt Hardy just won it last year. You don't want to make it the Hardy the, the Hardy Brothers Memorial uh, Battle Royal. <laughs> uh, I, I was thinking about Mustafa Ali, but I feel like. And we'll get into the card later on. Obviously, that this card is going to be have this card. It has the makings to have a couple of feel good moments. And as much as Mustafa Ali, this he he deserves a feel good moment. I think he can still his moment can still come. Still got time. I don't think he can, he's going to lose any momentum as long as they keep him on the right path. There's a there's a line you can walk, and I think on SmackDown they know how to walk that line better than let's say Raw. Well, they'll just forget about it and drop it within like a week or two. I agree. So I'm going to agree with Nick here. I'm going to go with Andrade. I think he can benefit from it. That now, will they actually do something with him after this? <laughs> it's crapshoot. You look at the what's happened to the winners of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal after they won that match. Virtually nothing. Like, yeah. Horses yeah. are horro, man. Horses are horro. Right. Yeah. Like, he, and he, man, I remember like, I was in the building when it happened. The the place exploded when he oh. dumped Big Show over the top rope. And he was like, oh, he was over. They, he had just turned on, like, got rid of the the whole real Americans thing. He yep. separated from that. They, it was like Cesaro was the guy. He's going to be, like, in the top of the car, at least consistently. He's not going to be a champion, maybe, maybe not. But he's, he's, he's ready. Like, it's his time. And they just fumbled it. And you go from... Who was it next year? Big Show. Nobody wanted to see that. Yeah, yeah. Baron Baron Corbin probably too soon for that because he was still on NXT technically at that point. Mojo Raleigh, uh, mm. right? The Mojo Raleigh, like what? what? They did that because Gronk was there. That yeah. Was, yeah, and they did nothing with him after that. They did it just strictly for what you said for the publicity of Gronkowski being there. Uh, and, and then, then Matt, last year it was Matt Hardy because I mean it was a nice tip of the cap to him, and he was they were trying to get that broken stuff over at that point, mm-hmm. uh, and it just you know, whatever they didn't really capitalize on that, didn't really catch on. But this year, maybe, maybe they'll give it a chance. But I'm, th- I'm still going with Andrade. Uh, I think they've done an okay job with him. They could do better, and I think this is starting them maybe doing better uh, moving forward with Andrade. 
Uh, next match we're going to talk about is the Women's Battle Royal at WrestleMania. It doesn't have a name anymore because remember the last year's yeah. debacle with One, the name. See, that's what I don't get. Just just name it after another Hall of Famer that doesn't have a crappy Travis. You, I mean, yeah. what, I mean, what well, are you? Well, gonna... like, she's not dead, so it's got to be. It's got to be a memorial. <laughs> well, they already had so. the May, they had the May Young Classic, so they can't. Yeah, they're not going to call it the right. China <laughs> Battle no, Royal. I don't know. Just so. I guess it's all right the way it is, whatever. But the announced participants in this match, uh, it's weird because they still have the, those NXT call-ups they did a couple months ago, like Otis and Tucker and EC3 and all those guys. They're still technically free agents. <laughs> yeah. What? I mean, Ricochet, Ricochet and Alistair Black are showing up on every show. I think they showed yeah. up on Miz and Mrs. the other day. Like, <laughs> actually, like... Ricochet actually did. Really? Did he? He was actually on the, I'm pretty sure he was actually on that show. I remember seeing a clip online, like on Twitter. Taking the world over, bro. Like. <laughs> actually on Miz and Mrs. Like that's, I, I, I can look it up real quick. Uh, but I'm pretty sure he was. But they announced names in this match so far. Dana Brooke, Mickey James, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Asuka, obviously the biggest name in the match, Carmella, Naomi, Lana, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Zelina Vega, pretty much the entire SmackDown women's roster, and Nikki Cross. Uh, Nick? Who you got here in this oh, women's battle royal? T- to me, this is this kind of like reeks of throw Oscar bone because they took the title off her, and even though she won the Royal Rumble last year, it doesn't matter. I just think they'll have her win the Royal the battle royal this year at Mania. I just have a feeling. What about you, Mike? I think this needs to be a star maker. I, I agree they should do right by Oscar, but they've wanted to make Mandy Rose this star and. As you guys said with the the men's battle royal, this is a heel maker. You know what I mean? Like this can really give you an edge. And the fact that this is a you know this is an opportunity for Mandy Rose to be like, yo, I'm here. We're, plus, you know, if Becky wins eventually, uh, they're going to need like a big heel for her to go against because you can only face Charlotte Flair sixty eight times. I believe that's like the count. Um, they need a better heel especially if Rousey leaves. Uh, I, I just think they need to make a heel here. So it's either going to be Mandy Rose or Sonya Deville. Because Sonya Deville is like a heel, but she's she's a hometown kid. So it's like weird. That's the only reason why I wouldn't pick her. Like Sonya would have been like a really good pick. I'm going to go with Mandy Rose. I think that's a good pick, actually. Because uh, they, they definitely want to do something with Mandy Rose. Uh, they didn't want to have her beat Oscar. I don't know if she was ready. And she clearly, like, the match was okay, ready. but mm-hmm. you can tell she just wasn't ready for that spot just yet. But I think they do want to give her something. This could be a thing to give her. Uh, but I'm going to go with Oscar. I think she, like you said, throw her bone for taking the title off her. You know, I mean, she's she's kind of done a couple favors with WWE in the last two WrestleManias. We talk about losing to Charlotte last year uh-huh. and then, of course, uh, losing to Charlotte again <laughs> before yeah. WrestleMania. Uh, so, yeah, I think Oscar gets it. I mean, she, but she did kind of she did win the first women's Royal Rumble, which makes me think maybe they won't do it. So, well, and if you watch SmackDown too, the way they book, she was the last person in the ring. Right. So, right leads me to believe she's going to be close, but no cigar. You know, right. I'm trying to find so, figure the clues out. Right. So I don't I don't think it's going to be so process of elimination. If you take away Oscar, then I think mean, Carmelo Naomi she, Naomi won it what, last year, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's the first one. Uh, Lana, I don't think so. Mandy Rose is a good pick. Yeah, so Lacey Evans, that could be a good pick. She's not announced for it right now. All the more reason to be, you know, that yeah. could be a good pick. 
Uh, she's not doing anything but walking down, literally yeah. walking down the aisle. Nat- right now. Natural heel. Natural. <laughs> just walk. You know what? I'm going to go with Nikki Cross. Why not? Boom. Uh, I love it. Nikki Cross. And confirmed, Ricochet was indeed on Miz and Mrs. I can see a gift right now from WWE. I he's in the elevator, I think, with the Miz. But he was just there. He popped up, made an appearance. So he's on all the shows. Yeah, <laughs> the artist man in wrestling is Ricochet. He is ricocheting from show to show. Is, is basically. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Who, might I add, is an Eagles fan. So, oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. He's from Tennessee, though. Or Kentucky, right? He's an Eagles fan. Okay. That's I mean, awesome. he had the literally the like you watch the see those old pictures of him. He literally had the worst haircut you've ever seen in your life. Oh my shared, lord! He was rooting for McNabb and 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 the boys back <laughs> in the day. Like he is an Eagles fan. Like he you look on his timeline. He's talked about it uh, on Twitter. And he, Damn, I should have interviewed him. Yeah, he, he's he's a big Eagles fan. So, uh, and before they won the Super Bowl, too, before we won the Super Bowl, he, I knew for a fact that he was an Eagles fan. He's he put it on Twitter. And talk about it. So it's like he's a bandwagon guy. He's a he's a legit fan. Next nice. on the card, we got the. Wait, you gotta say something, Nick. No, I said nice. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. So next on the card here, we got the. This is officially on the kickoff show. I don't think there's any other matches officially on the kickoff show. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm missing it. I'm looking on WWE.com. The only one in parentheses that says kickoff show is this one, and it's a cruiserweight championship. Buddy Murphy defending against Tony Nice. I'm going to go with. Well, before I give a prediction, let me first say, before my dog starts barking, he, he doesn't uh, like this match. It's, it's pretty cool to see Tony Nese on a WrestleMania stage. Like, yes. even though this is a kickoff match, I remember watching Tony Nese like two years ago, three years ago, maybe, at a House of Hardcore show at the old ECW arena. And it was, I'm, I'm looking at him like, how in the hell is this guy only in House of Hardcore? Like, he is really good. And, like, and of course, he's in great shape. I was like, Tony Nese is nice. Like I've, I heard his name before that, but I hadn't really seen him in person. And now to think that he's had a, he's got a WrestleMania match against Buddy Murphy, that's pretty cool. With that said, I'm going with Buddy Murphy. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I'm going to do him like that. I understand that. That's probably the reason why they gave him the match, but I'm going with Buddy Murphy. <sighs> they, they built this up pretty well. You know, like I've been watching 205 Live. I need I do need to watch this week's episode, but um, I, I thought Cedric Alexander was going to win the title shot, and then you have Tony Nese get it, and they... They kind of did that subtle uh, turn. Well, not it wasn't a subtle turn, but those seeds were planted, and then boom, Tony Nese wins. Buddy Murphy turns on him. So I think that like story is good enough for what it what it is that's going to play out at on Sunday. And I, I think it's time. Like you, Buddy Murphy was a heel when he won, but it was since it was his home country, like he he was a face there. So why not just do the same thing at Mania? You could always have Buddy Murphy win it back because he's done a great job. Um, I just think it's like one of those moments that you, you got to make at Mania. Like have Tony they're going to have out. a lot of those feel good moments, but some heels are going to win, and Buddy Murphy's going to be one of the heels that win, in my opinion. So yeah, I don't think there's going to be that many, and I, I, lo- I can't wait till we discuss it. Uh, I uh, I'm I'm really pissed off about this. Okay, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. No, for real. I, I agree completely with Nick. They built this really, really well for only having an hour and having like random matches constantly. How are they going to build this product? If you are constantly putting this on the pre-show, I get that you would say, you know, maybe you have the audience. You're hoping like, oh my gosh, these guys flip around. But like, <laughs> how are it, you gonna... I guess in theory, you have more viewers because it's right. televised and on their social media. So like, that part I do understand. That too, I understand. But 
how are you supposed to take this thing seriously? This is the third straight year this is going to be on the pre-show. Buddy Murphy has put in some excellent work. I mean, he is clearly the best cruiserweight champion they've had. He works as a heel champion. He look he doesn't look like a cruiserweight too, which I think is right. really a big positive sell here. Tony Nice doesn't look like a cruiserweight either. He's short, but he is jacked. Mm. And these guys are going to put on a great show. They're, they they complement each other well. Um, I think you're going to have some power moments in a cruiserweight title match. They're not just guys that flip around. And I think they're doing them a disservice when you have – there are two or three garbage builds on the <laughs> main card, and you're, you're doing them a disservice because, look, the promo work's been good. The story's been good. They're not going to end up on the Blu-ray, maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, that was like a huge thing. Austin Aries and Neville put on one of the best matches I've ever seen live at that Orlando WrestleMania, and no one really got to see it, unless you were watching the pre-show at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I think. So it's like, it just, it, it's unfortunate because these guys are working hard. You see guys leave that division and leave that show all the time. And I just think there needs to be an added focus on that. It's not like this is Mike Canillis. You know what I mean? Tony Nese has been there since the beginning. He's really talented, as Nick said. And, I mean, and Vaughn, you said it too. Like, we are all Tony Nese guys. It's one thing to give the hometown guy the rub, but who gives a crap if it's on the pre-show? You know what I mean? Like, we saw Naomi win the, the, the Women's Battle Royal last year. I can barely remember that match, uh, you know. But that wasn't on the pre-show, was it? Yeah, it was. It I was. So. Wow, they put down the pre-show. Cedric Alexander, oh. who Cedric Alexander and Ali had one of the best matches since they've started two hundred five live. I guarantee you, even hardcore fans, nine out of ten couldn't tell you what how he how the finish was other than the lumbar check like like that's that's frustrating to me as a fan because i really do think 205 live was a smart idea they just haven't been able to capitalize well i mean the problem is everybody does that style now right yeah. the only difference is that they're just under 205 pounds right i mean so it's not, it's so it's not yeah well but it's nothing really unique making you go to watch that show but i agree i, th- I think they should try to get the most out of it yes but Cancel the show. Not. I mean, it's, it's every pay-per-view. They're on their kickoff show if they Cancel. have a match at all. But here's what you do. You're moving to Fox. Get the extra hour. Put the cruiserweights on SmackDown. I, this was an easy solution from the jump. And you, like, supposedly what they want to do, I read this the other day, is they want to have two hours on on Fox and then an hour on FS1. Get a cruiserweight that, division that might- on SmackDown. I wouldn't be surprised if that goes to NXT instead of 205 Live. Though, but see, that's, like, that's what I would do. That's got more cachet than 205 Live at the moment. I, I, NXT I, I agree. Days. So, uh, next match on the agenda, at least on WWE.com's agenda, is the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. The Usos defending against Ricochet and Alistair Black, who are, again, Ricochet is all over the shows. He's on, he was def- fighting for the Raw Tag Titles this Monday. Now he's fighting for the SmackDown Tag Titles. Why not? He's uh, fighting for the, the NXT titles, too. Yeah. <laughs> It's, they're gonna have they're gonna like Ultimo Dragon by the end of this weekend. <laughs> um, the bar, Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev, because that's a tag team now. Uh, I think we'll make this quick, easy, painless. Usos retain. Eh, I think this is where kind of you, you go a little nuts and you give the titles to Ricochet and Alistair Black. Yep, I 100% agree. Just, just something different, you know, well, like 
they've got a built-in story right here where they can make this match like seven minutes, but they can like they've got a tag match two days earlier. If let's say you know the Forgotten Sons or whoever come in and attack them, and they've got to sell, Ricochet's got to sell an injury for half the match. Mm-hmm. Like this is an opportunity to kind of sell the drama a little bit. Also, low key, I was thinking about this. I, re- I released my preview to NJ.com today. What if they use that spot since Alistair Black and Ricochet are already in the program to do an injury spot and bring in a tag team that we hadn't thought of? Mm. Like the Hardys. Yep. I mean, mm. <laughs> that's the only time I would pop. But here's who I was actually thinking. I was actually thinking Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Oh. Uh, and then, because they're both from the New York area. And, Aren't they on and Raw, Hawk. though? Like this. We'll, we'll get uh, into Becky Lynch has been on Raw show. every single week for the last like, two months. <laughs> I understand this. I said, we're going to get into this on another show. Uh, it's not for this show, but the brand split is essentially done right now. Right. Yeah. Like, no, what it no, was supposed to be, not. it's already dead. Well, it's I'm not. You. And it ain't because we're going into WrestleMania. They don't care about it no more. It's done. It, it, it's I think it's done. walking skeleton. It's a zombie. Wow. I think you I think you have like featured main eventers, but other than that, I mean when you're gonna do the women's tag titles and they're there every week and the women's match, I mean it, it's I'm good with having one the champions float. I'm just not good with Ray Mysterio Ramley popping up on Raw and then getting hurt. <laughs> oh my god, that segment was terrible. And oh, then like dear God. Samoa Joe's on Raw and then Shelton Benjamin's on Raw, and it's like, wait a second. And then Alistair Black and Ricochet are on SmackDown too. They're, they're, they don't even have a brand. You got like eight guys on main roster shows every week that don't even have a specific brand. What's the point? Like, I'm baffled. What's the point? What are we here what is, for? They explain it. The only thing they haven't explained is why Charlotte and Becky are, are on Raw when they're SmackDown, but they didn't need to. And I think I actually think we talked no, about this last that week. That made sense, yeah, because Becky yeah. chose the champion right. of Raw. Charlotte, she just got roped into it somehow, but because Vince Whatever. loves her, like it, it's perfect storytelling. But <laughs> I do not, I do not think the brand split is dead, it's, and it better it's never. Walking be dead. corpse, it is a zombie. It's 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 alive. It's alive and that is functioning, but it's not really alive. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's not like AAF dead, but it's like I mean, <laughs> it's Blink One Eighty Two dead. You know what I mean? Where it's wow. like they're not really they're like they're not there. It's not them. You know. Like I said, it's like a corpse. I apologize to the Blink-182 fans that's listening to our show. Right <laughs> uh, it's been a while since you've had to apologize to like a <laughs> certain niche. Right, that was certain one, niche. my favorite part. I was listening to a video about like Tom DeLonge to, earlier today, and it was like the most weird thing I'd ever seen. That's It was just fresh on the mind. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Again, we apologize to the Blink-182 fans out there. Please don't turn us off after listening to this. Uh, <laughs> and subscribe to all of our channels, like I said earlier. Uh, next match. On the card, Kurt Angle and his final, at least WWE match uh, yeah. against Baron Corbin. First question I'm going to ask here is, is Baron Corbin actually going to have this match? Or, or no, no, let me rephrase that. Is Baron Corbin going to be Kurt Angle's only opponent on the night? No. <sighs> they can't They can't do this. Like, for what? I mean, look, Baron Corbin, for what he lacks in hair and charm, he makes up for in gnarly tattoos. So I can appreciate that. But, right. I mean, how are you going to do an entry angle with a heel? Or how are you going to, like, I think he squashes him. I think he, I mean, it's like an angle slam off the top <laughs> of, of the match. Ding, angle slam, boom. And then somebody like Bray Wyatt or somebody else that he can give a rub to 
comes out. But he's going to get pinned. Kurt Angle's going to get pinned, I think. I mean, because he's just that guy. He There's a lot of Chris Jericho to him. He believes in doing the right thing. He's going to get a huge moment, whether he wins or loses. They're going to give him 10 minutes to stand out there. I, I just, I, I don't know how you have, like, but also the thing is, how do you not promote somebody else if you're going to have somebody else be that guy? And so, like, that's where I'm confused. I'm going to go with Corbin here, but yeah. Hey, maybe Corbin's the guy that pins him. <laughs> and, like, oh my god! <laughs> hey, look, and walks out, and they do nothing after that. I've vouched for Baron Corbin in the past. This ain't his spot, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm all for, I'm all for giving like newer guys the rub and everything else like that. Like, I was vouching for like CM Punk to beat the Undertaker or like. Uh-huh. Wade Barrett to win the world title or stuff like that. Like, get those younger guys to rub. They need it. What's the point of having the older guys in those spots? You spin it forward, right? It should be Chad Gable, honestly, if they did this For, right. It, two things. It's got to make, like, if you, I don't understand, it's part of this story for, Kurt, like, Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin. It's part of this whole story they've had. But to, to put a nice bow on Kurt Angle's career, this should have been John Cena. Because that's yeah, where that's, his career started. That's where Cena's career started. Yeah. If Kurt Angle's career ended, it'd be fine. I don't know, man. It's, it's not out of the question. Right. That's, that's why I asked. Is Baron Corbin his like, only opponent? Because if he kills Baron Corbin in like two minutes, does John Cena walk out? I'm like, oh, we got we can't have your career in like that. 100%. And, but because isn't that detrimental? Like, I, what the point? I don't think so. Because that I pop. I think so. Because you can, you can, who cares about the pop? You can, I care about the John pop. Cena. It's a WrestleMania, it's a WrestleMania but, but, moment. But, that's but, all they need. Baron Corbin doesn't need that moment. But Baron Corbin, but, Baron Corbin hasn't won like an actual match in like 25 years because he's not going to wrestle ever again. Right, <laughs> right. But that's but the problem is is if you're going to put a guy in that spot who's young and you keep forcing him down our throats, like Drew McIntyre would have been a good guy for this because he could have probably taken. I, I think he could have taken the loss. Like that would have been fun. I, I don't know. This is just a very weirdly booked angle. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it might I'm not even not... happen. It might, you know, maybe. Something happens, and then Baron Corbin needs a replacement, and the replacement is Cena. Maybe that, yeah. that like that, I would rather have than yeah, Corbin losing or even Corbin winning, and then Cena coming out, kind of negating everything that we just saw. Like that, that would be, I think, the best case scenario. So, to me, it's not about the younger guy. Like you can have Mac, like Mike said, McIntyre, who's not like a spring chicken he's been in the game for a while but like he's a he's a newer name you know he's he's he can use the rub if it was mcintyre i'd fully get it and mcintyre should beat him like he's as he's beaten him in the past honestly you know kurt angle has drew mcintyre already it's just people aren't feeling baron corbin like that to have kurt angles this is this is supposed to be special this This is your lasting memory right this means something to people like imagine if rick flair's last match was against like I don't know, I'm trying to think of somebody from 2008 that was like around that really wasn't doing much. Paul Burchill. Right. Or like Rick Flair in 2008. Zach, Zach Ryder better. in 2008. Like, Rick Flair. I mean, Kurt, no. Kurt Angle looked like he was concussed all week. So, like, they had to cancel a couple of booking matches. So, like, it's not like he's. And also, remember, he did go to the enemy for a while, and Vince does have this thing about you know, proving guys right. I mean, he had Triple H go over Sting, which was the most ridiculous <laughs> booking I've ever seen in my life. Uh, you know, so, I mean, it, it's just, it's one of those things, man. Like, you know, they brought Dave Batista back. Like, I, I don't know. Like, there, there's some weird stuff on this card. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say something it, controversial. Go for it, please. I think this version of Kurt Angle doesn't give anybody the rub, no matter who it is, because that I agree with, he's, yeah. he's a shell of himself. I said it before, and I, I feel bad saying it, but I, literally, the man watching the, these matches, he should have retired a long time ago. That's a fair point. I, I see you. I see what you're saying there, but he's still got the name value. If nothing else, he's got name that, value. Rick Flair wasn't yeah. the nature boy. Rick Flair from the '80s when he lost in 08. I mean, he didn't give Shawn Michaels the rub necessarily, but beating Ric Flair still could have meant something in 08. And beating Kurt Angle still means something today. I don't know. I'm just saying, if you're going to eventually get it to John Cena, why not? That's what. That's why I think it from the very beginning. I understand yeah. you want to give Baron Corbin to throw Baron Corbin a bone because he's been there week in and week out doing it, everything they've asked him to do. Mm-hmm. And apparently they like him, so he's done a good job, according to them. And I fully understand rewarding Baron Corbin by giving him this match, he's advertising it ahead of time. Like, I'm, there's nothing against Baron Corbin. Just if you want to get to John Cena, advertise John Cena. Right. Don't, it's John not Cena, it, it's WrestleMania, turning a farewell match. It's a great way to tie up the story, to tie up his career. It just the promoter in me is like, this makes perfect sense. And Baron Corbin, you can go into Battle Royal. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm I'm sorry. I I, I know this might. This goes against the, 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 the internet mark principles of getting the younger guys to rub and all that stuff, but this is an exception to the rule here. Like, we got to make some exceptions here, damn it. But, I think it's <laughs> But that's well, why I don't, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but I, I think you maybe don't advertise that because the reaction would be so much better as a surprise. But who cares about the reaction if you sell it? Like, last year, the last year, Cena basically held the the entire WrestleMania card hostage, and we lo- we missed out on a. No, I mean you you remember Charlotte beat Oscar, and we're like looking at John Cena going, "Oh my god!" Yeah, like instead of taking in the win, you know what I mean? Like I, I just John Cena's fine, whatever. I I get it. I get the career symmetry. It makes sense. We've talked too much about this one match. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know what I mean, like. Yeah. And I'm an overtalker, as everybody's learned on this podcast already. But like, <clears throat> just let this be like a six-minute match because this does not need the entrance and that the might be too long. The entrance and the applause afterwards need to be way longer than this match. You know what I mean? There's another match like that on this card. That's a tease. Boom. All right. All right. <laughs> How about the Intercontinental Championship? Boom. Match that one between Bobby Lashley defending against the Demon Ben Balor. Um, I think we could all could agree that. Ben Balor's going to kick the hell out of Bobby Lashley, surprisingly, as a demon, right? And the entrance should be uh, significantly longer than the actual match. Bobby Lashley might be the most boring lactose <laughs> talent I've ever seen in my life. He I'm not excited, man. Just they don't. They, he, he's not like super personable. Like, I mean, I don't. That's know. a You can work though. He was great in Impact, man. I wish he they was would, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I really man. wish they captured that in, in their WWE version, but they haven't. Uh, yeah, I think the Demon wins, but um, Lashley deserve, kind of deserves better at this point. I agree. Um, and, play, and placement. I'm looking more forward to the entrance in the match. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's what yeah. we've all been looking forward to ever since Finn Balor got called into the roster. It's like, man, can you imagine that entrance at WrestleMania? And we're finally going to get it. So, How long do you think he crawls for? Because you know that set's wow. going to be like because like that's the thing to me. Like I, I'm gonna have like a prop bet in my brain. Like how far is he gonna get down that ramp? Before? How about instead of him walking, he has like a chariot with like horses <laughs> something like that, and it's like he's coming out of hell. Boogie, he rides the boogeyman down. Yeah, <laughs> like, a chariot amazing. from hell, something like that, and he's like 
he's got like horses going, yeah, yeah, and he's riding down to the ring. You can make it a lot quicker if you do that. Man, you were really changing up his gimmick pretty hard. I'm just saying, it's like a chariot from hell. Like you have like that visual, like he's riding out of hell or something like that. I don't know. Oh, Maybe man. I'm crazy. I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna what dream, what dreams have you been having? <laughs> I got, I got, I got an imagination. I got, I got creativity. Really? I, got, I got things working yeah. up here, machinations and, and such. You got to apply um, to WWE, dude. No, nah, I'm all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, United crazy. States Championship. If this may or may not happen, depending on Rey Mysterio's injury, but he uh, is challenging Samoa Joe for the U.S. Championship. Uh, Samoa Joe wins, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, this is probably the worst booked match on the show. They announced it a month ago and didn't touch it since. And it was basically like Rey Mysterio announcing, hey, I pinned Samoa Joe in a tag match like 20 days ago. So now I'm a U.S. I'm contending the, the U.S. title. I'm thrilled for Joe that he's got a title reign and he's going to have a singles match on WrestleMania. This is first first WrestleMania appearance. Period. Right. Like, this is all awesome. the last two years. This is awesome. It did not need to be Rey Mysterio. It just really did. I would have rather seen Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio and Samoa Joe versus somebody like Andrade or Ali. Or or, 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 or John Cena. I mean. Right. As uh, I said, like, if you did Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio, which I don't see as his final match. I mean, that's a cool match, but whatever. But Samoa Joe versus Cena is a WrestleMania match. That could have been something. But I'm happy for Samoa Joe. He's, got his, he's finally going to have an appearance at WrestleMania. That's cool. Uh, next up, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. This is an intriguing one. Uh, Nick, what who you got here? Why is it intriguing? I, I don't think it's intriguing is. at all. I agree with you, Nick. I, yeah. I, I, I think it's intriguing. I think it's uh, something. I think uh, the promos have been good. And, you know, it's a, it's a matchup we haven't really seen too much before. At least on a big scale. I'm, I'm, pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure they have, they've had a SmackDown match in the past. But AJ, I'm, I'm into it. So it's AJ Styles versus the most overrated wrestler oh, in WWE history. Yes. And well, I will actually go with Randy Orton here. Yeah, it's gonna be an RKO uh, out of nowhere off a off a uh, yep. off the elbow uh, the the for, for, phenomenal forearm is what it's gonna be. And that, well, they did that. that spot on SmackDown. Right. Did they? But, like a boilerplate finish now for an Orton like this type of match. I like, mean, yeah. well, do you remember when they did like the the Seth Rollins stuff? Yeah. But that was like, incredible. The best that was incredible. Incredible. ever. Yeah, and it was but, all Seth Rollins. And Orton had nothing to do with it. Right. Oh my god. No. He had to the time and they kept him. Look, every Randy Orton match is the same. Like they try. Like he's got incredible chemistry with like three guys, and like <laughs> outside of that, it's like. Like he he works well with Jericho, he works well with Hardy, and he works really well with Rey Mysterio. And those are like the three guys. I mean, Rollins was good too, but like he's just he's very lethargic. He's not a very fun guy to watch. There's nothing to his personality. Like I don't get. I get it. He's got a great look, but you know how many times can you watch those skulls on his you know his ta- his tats and his skull? I mean, I just don't think he's that interesting. And I, I completely agree with Nick. Uh, I think that him and AJ Styles can pull out a good match because AJ Styles is exceptional, obviously, and he can make a he can pull a really good match out of Randy Orton. I think sure. the contrasting styles can work in this. Instance. I mean, he pulled a great match out of Shane McMahon. I mean, they, yeah. you know, the best part about this match is going to be the crowd reaction because even though I think Orton's overrated, uh, the crowd obviously reacts to him for whatever reason, and uh, I think that's going to make this match better right. than you know it deserves well, to be. I'm going to AJ Styles. And that's it. Okay. But you're going with Randy Orton? RKO yeah. All right. Fair enough. I disagree. I'm probably going to be right. But who cares? Who's counting? You know? <laughs> uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Championships defended by Bailey and Sasha Banks against wow. Beth Phoenix, the Divas of Doom, the Iconics, Nia Jackson, Tamina, 
and that's it. I go going on like it was another <laughs> yeah, like eight, 14 years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they've got to be really careful with how they book this. Like, really careful because this could easily become the European Championship. Like, <laughs> you know, hear, hear me out here. Like, you're, the the SmackDown cha- Women's Championship is already suffering because they need to get this this match on the card. Like, they needed to, and they're forcing they're force feeding some people. Like, Nia Jax has been fine. Tamina, why is she even? I mean, I get it. She's there. The Iconics haven't won a ma- they've won one match in like the last year. Uh, I love Beth Phoenix coming back. I think she's an incredible talent, and it would be very cool to see Natalia and her win. But Sasha and Bailey just won the titles. If they lose the titles for this, Matt, like, it's just it already feels like they're trying to smush all this stuff together. It's not that it doesn't feel that special. I think they really miss the boat by not having them debut the tag titles at Evolution. There's no history to it. Uh, they're bouncing around from show to show. They've got to be really careful because if they book Tamina and, and Nia to win this thing or the Iconics, this could turn out to be like when you give w- William Regal like four runs with the European title and nobody cares because it's a flip flop title. That's my that that was my point there. I'll let you guys discuss. I kind of figure. By the way, yeah, it was, I do a, too. I, I it was very title, beautiful but I, championship. But it, I love the title. It's just it doesn't have a place in this. You know, there's too many titles, and that, that's what I was going to get into. There's too many championships. If they right. cut away one men's title tag title and maybe got rid of one women's the one of the women's titles and then one of the heavyweight titles, then it's all of a sudden a little more special because there's only like six titles instead of like thirty. So, I I personally think that the Iconics are going to win. Ooh, I, I think they're going to have a title change here. I, um, I do too, and that's what I'm concerned about. I think they'll have a title change. I think they're going to have some bad guys win. Got to have some bad guys win that these other outcomes I think are going to happen had to happen. Uh, so bad guy win here, Iconics. I think I think uh, they're they're worthy. I, I like the Iconics, man. They're they're hella funny. They're the only they actual tag team that is in the women's division. Like right. they actually got a name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they had a name. They come out to the same music. Like I, I don't know. I, I've always liked them since NXT. I think they can work. I think they're funny, hella entertaining. Why not give it to them? They, the, the promos they can have with those titles. Wow. Peyton, Peyton Royce is going to be a star. Like she is a star, and I, I'm just shocked that they've got her. You know, walking around with my namesake Billy Kay all the time. I don't know because they're Australian. I don't get it, but whatever. Okay, she's a good heater for Peyton Royce. No, she is. There's true. That's true. Who you got? Uh, I, I hear what you're saying. I like the Iconics too, just based on the mic work. But I look at it. And what tag team do you want on Raw, SmackDown, NX, and NXT? And I think they're already the champions, Sasha and Bailey. I think they retain. I don't think any other team can go to Raw, SmackDown, and NXT and at this moment and be Fair taken enough. seriously. So I will say, though, if WWE wants to get nuclear heat, I'm talking like heat, heat. Have Nia Jackson Tamuna win those titles. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Which is what they should have done in the first place. Right. But yes. We're here Man. now. No, Nick, you're 100% right. If they wanted to book this properly, they would have had them win it and they would have debuted them at the Royal Rumble. And we would have had the Nia Jax, like, hey, I'm going to beat up our truth right. and eventually pushing him into a U.S. title reign that he there was no need for. <laughs> uh, about that. You know, like, that's what they should They should have given it two months where they were dominant. And then, you know, Sasha and Bailey somehow win this. The thing that like 
bothers me is they're bringing Beth Phoenix out of retirement after six years. So she's going to go from being retired for six years to winning a title and being on every single show and going to NXT and doing all that stuff. No, like, you know what that. I mean? Like it's very weird foresight and booking. I get it that this is not supposed to be real and you're supposed to have a suspension of disbelief and maybe they could lose it the next day on raw, but that makes the titles even worse. So I, I yeah. think Beth Phoenix she got a nice little WrestleMania match. She's a mother of two. Yeah. Her husband. Like, she's got stuff to, other stuff to do. She's she done a lot with WWE lately, but yeah. I don't think, like, she's back for a full time run. I think this is just like, this is a cool thing for her. And, and she gets a team with Natalia at WrestleMania. That's cool. I don't see it turning into, like, a title reign when she's, like, back full time. Like I said, they got her and Edge got two kids and stuff like that. They got stuff to do. She so. should take the pin, too. Why not? Why not? She's incredible. Uh, She's in incredible shape. If you saw her on SmackDown or uh, Raw the other day, oh my god! And she's always been great, you know, in the ring. So you know, more power to her. But I don't, I don't see this turning into a full time uh, run, or at least like a like a six month run or something like that. I don't, I don't know. I don't see that happening. But moving on to Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre, which is like a on no holds barred. No, it's not hold no holds barred. It's like Roman Reigns is like signing a waiver or something like that. It's like a fight, not like a real match, right? I have no idea. I have no idea. Maybe I'm tripping. So maybe this is maybe this is weird, but this is going to be like the first match that he is unquestionably at WrestleMania going to be popped out of the building. Of course, uh, uh, which is great because I think this is going to impact future booking in a very hardcore way. Um, You know, he's the champ that never got pinned. There's a lot of those guys in the WWE, if you really think about it. Um, and I think this is the start of Roman Re- I mean, What's the shame is, is Drew McIntyre should be excelling uh, up the card, and he's going to be Roman fodder. But yeah, I think they, they can have a pretty decent big guy match in this one. They got to get Drew McIntyre as far away from Roman Reigns as possible. Because, like you said, he's just going to be <laughs> fodder for Roman Reigns to beat up every single week or every single pay-per-view. If you want Drew McIntyre to be a star, get him on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. He should have get been on SmackDown anyway. All the international guys should be on SmackDown, frankly. Get, but. get him out of there. Uh, but yeah, I think we can all agree that Roman Reigns is going to win this match. There's no way he's losing this match. <sighs> Do we? There's no way he's losing this match. <laughs> Nick, he will be the, the yeah. universal champion in the next two months. Like, There's no way he's losing <laughs> this match. Yeah, I mean, like, it would be stupid to pick against him, but... He was the universe champion before he left. I would not be shocked if Drew McIntyre won. I'll just say that. No, he's not winning. This is Vince McMahon's dream. If they finally got him cheered by the fans, they're going to put the title on him, they're going to love him for, like, two or three months before people get sick of him again. But the the now, they're going to ride this wave as far as possible with Roman Reigns. The only reason for the time being. The only way this may him losing makes sense is if you do the double turn, and I doubt they do that. I don't think. Oh. I, I I think this is too. Everybody goes to WrestleMania. It's not just the hardcore fans, and that would be really hard to comprehend yeah. in this day and age. So I, I I don't see how how Reigns like, how Reigns loses. So Vaughn and I have talked about in the past uh, who needs a win versus who doesn't, and in this match, obviously, I think. Even Roman Reigns doesn't need the win, no, and okay, Drew yeah. McIntyre does. So that's why I would like. I'm still picking Reigns just based on, uh, like the 99 percent thought process. If you can't have him lose at WrestleMania, uh, but if Drew McIntyre were to win, they could absolutely build off that for him. 
but I just don't see it happening. No, and and just because somebody needs to win doesn't mean WWE is going to give it to them. No, absolutely. That countless times. Normally, it's normally the opposite. Yeah, right. Yeah. They don't need it. Give it to him. He's the winner. Uh, <laughs> real quick, somebody interacted with us on YouTube. Stacks said the issue is I think he's referring to like the our discussion about Randy Orton, and he roped in. Uh, Rollins in this too. So the issue is every Rollins match, every AJ Styles match is the same. Nothing new from either one of those two. I think that's fair. So some people coming in hot about these uh, matches looking similar. Maybe Seth Rollins, but I don't know about AJ Styles. Man, AJ Styles is uh, AJ can AJ can never get a match with anybody. That's like the like right. Rollins can. Yeah. I don't think Rollins can have a great match with everybody. But that's just me. I agree with that. We're about to find out for sure Sunday. <laughs> uh, I think they will have a good match, by the way. But Ooh. before we get into that, Shane McMahon versus The Miz falls count anywhere. Surprisingly, I'm looking forward to this match. Incredible I didn't have build. any hopes. I didn't have any hopes for this when they start when they started teaming together and that whole best in the world thing, which I thought was still still think was garbage. But when they first started, I was like, man, you know how this is going to end. You know this is going to end up in a WrestleMania match. And I thought there's going to be Miz turning on Shane McMahon. It was the opposite. And I thought from there, it's like it's been great. And The Miz somehow. Now it's a good baby face after all this time. Yeah. The last time they were at MetLife, he was a baby face. Not a good one, though. No, not at all. This time it's working, and it, I'm here for it. I got the Miz winning, though. Ooh. I got the Miz I, winning. I, here, yeah. here you go. You uh, can't have Shane McMahon so, beat him, bro. You absolutely can because oh. this is what's going to happen. Because this falls kind of anywhere. Yeah. That's, that's, that's your out. And what we're going to see, and to harken back to Mike's point, like an hour ago when we started this, this is the match where you get Kevin Owens turning heel, joining Shane McMahon. Hmm. And, and then be like, what the hell? They were like mortal enemies a year ago or whatever. And then they explain that away, you know, like on SmackDown the next few weeks. And then you go into Kevin Owens versus Miz for a while. And that's kind of where I'm at with that. So I've got a very weird take on this match, and I'm really looking forward to it. Since it's Shane, I think they're going to call this one on the fly. If Miz gets the, the face reaction that they think he's going to get, Miz will win this match. If he doesn't get that reaction, I think Shane wins to get heat. Uh, I think you've got... If you really look at it and study the last three years which I did before interviewing Miz this week, there's nobody who had a better heel run than the Miz over the last three years. There's not a person. He was the best act in the company, bar none, from a heel perspective. That's why the face run's working, in my opinion. Um, he's got the sympathy of, of the dad and, and the wife, and Maurice is very, very likable on Miz and, and Mrs., uh, this guy is about to become like a huge star. I think a lot of people are disappointed that he did not get a WWE championship run out of that heel run that he had. Uh, I'm one of them. I'm two of them. I, I mean, <laughs> and here's why. Here's why you win this match. Face Miz versus heel Daniel Bryan. That is pure <laughs> money. Because they can harken back to how big of a jerk Miz was and he saw the light. And you can get fresh heat with Daniel Bryan. You can bring in Bree. There's so much history there. We never that SummerSlam match was terrible. We did not because it was rushed. If we can get another SummerSlam match out of the two of them, where it's like big heat, uh, 
I, I think I think there's money there, and I think Miz is money. He's a guy who's an extremely marketable dude. Uh, one of the best interviews in my entire career that I've had, to be honest with you, football or, or wrestling, he was fantastic. This is his time to shine. I think this is – I mean, if you're going to put him in a match with Shane McMahon, who I think shouldn't be in matches anymore, have this be real. I mean, he's in a false count anywhere match. So you know you're going to get a weird Shane thing. How cool would it be – like, I've been in that – you guys have been in that stadium. There's not a lot of room to run around. How cool would it be if, like, it ended in, like, the press box or something? Like, <laughs> like something crazy. Right in front of you. Right. If you watch SmackDown, Eric Young and, and uh, Sanity have not been on TV in, like, 800 years. And Miz actually got an incredible segment match out of them uh, in, in a false count anywhere situation. He, I mean, he really, he, he was fantastic. So I, I, I think Miz strap him to the, strap him to the rocket, blast him to the moon. He should be a world champion this year, period. I do like your, uh, Miz and Daniel Bryan with the role reversal. Uh, I like that. I like that later on down the line, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I'll do that right after WrestleMania. Cause no, no, came... right after SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, SummerSlam. That'd be cool. But yeah, I got the miss. I just, I think uh, this is a big baby face win for him. I just, I can't see Shane McMahon beating somebody, man. I just, he hasn't really, except that best in the world thing, that crap was a crown jewel or whatever. Besides that, he rarely beats people in one-on-one matches. Well, I, so. I agree with Nick. I think the only way you you do this, you you have Miz lose is if you're establishing a new heel. I mean, that's the yeah, only way to do it. That's that's a, That'd be kind of cool. I'll be here for that. Uh, moving on, though, we got a no holds barred match, which is completely different from Balls Count Anywhere, people. Let's not even confuse the two, all right? Balls Count Anywhere, no holds barred are not the same, all right? Triple H, Batista, uh, Nick has frozen out for a little bit, so just me and you right now, Mike. Okay, well, uh, who you got in this match? But Triple H, Batista, it was a kind of a strange build with Batista cutting two word promos, give me what I want, they gave him what he wants. And now here we are, Batista, and probably will, will be his final wrestling match because he's always said that he wanted to go out with a match against Triple H. He has no need to wrestle anymore. This is just icing on the, the cherry on top of his career. What do you see here happening with Triple H and Batista? Um, well, I think the only reason why Batista's the timing of this is interesting just because Endgame is coming out. Um, so I'm sure Disney was cool with the, him going there for, for this because I think previously they were not cool with him doing certain stuff. Um, my concern with this is you've got Kurt Angle retiring on this card. You're really going to retire. You think Triple H is going to share the retirement moment with Kurt Angle? Unless he's trying to one-up him, which I think even for Triple H would be the most petty thing in the entire world. Uh, there, But then you're going to have Batista take a loss when he's like 150 years. I mean, like these are two guys that nobody really needs to watch. I don't think this is a draw. I don't think there's money in this. Uh, maybe there's some publicity, but I mean, he's like the sixth most important guardian of the galaxy. So, wow. I mean, no but, like, no, but like, just seriously, if we're, if we're like thinking about this, have you thought about him being an end game at all? And, and him, you know, I don't want to spoil or alert, but I, I don't like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, it's not like he's Chris Pratt. You know what I mean? It's not like he's Zoe Zaldana. Like there, there's other more important act. Like he's like a background character. He's a character actor. Um, and not like a Paul Rudd character actor where you like him. Uh, 
So again, in this whole thing, that's just still mind-boggling to me that he's Ant Man. But go ahead. But yeah, yeah. So anyway, I I just you know, I think this match should not be long. Uh, I think that it'll involve a sledgehammer, and I think Triple H is. I mean, they had Triple H beat Sting in his first WrestleMania. I mean, like I I just this is this is like the WrestleMania has served as the Triple H Barry. Barry tour for the last I mean, ex- ex- except, except when it came to Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan, Batista at WrestleMania 21. Uh, John Cena. Did, did John he, Cena, but he's lost to people recently. Ronda Rousey last year. I mean, but he, did he take the pin? I don't know. He didn't. Ronda Rousey got the submission, but he did lose to Seth Rollins. Let's be fair. He lost sure. I mean, they he were trying to Roman Reigns. I mean, they needed him to win. Like, they need. Right. He, he lost to Roman Reigns, even though he shouldn't have been. That shouldn't have been the main event, but that, that's because everybody was hurt. Uh, yeah, he beat Sting. That shouldn't have happened, but he's beaten. He's beaten Batista. I just know that. Yeah, yeah I mean that's the storyline too. Is he's never beaten him. So Chris yeah. Benoit. He helps. Yeah, but he, 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 I thought I thought Sean tapped. Did nope. Sean not tap? Triple H, no, Triple H oh, okay, tapped. okay. Then I'm okay. Then I'll I'll whatever. Then I'll. <laughs> Then he wouldn't have, and then he, then he, he lost to Benoit again like two more times, and then he lost to Batista like three times the next year. Bet he wouldn't that. have taken the pin for Eddie Guerrero as much as he talks about him. <laughs> ah, we can't go back and check. R.I.P. R.I.P. What was that, 2000? When they first came? Yeah, 2000. Yeah, That's because Eddie Guerrero dislocated his elbow. That's true. Uh Nick, did you make a prediction on this match? Uh, I think I joined in the middle of it. Uh, I'm going because I dropped out again two weeks in a row. I've got to figure this shit out. Okay. But, uh, well, uh, I'll go Triple H just because the whole talking point was Triple H has never beat me. So Batista yeah. doesn't need to beat Triple H, even if he's coming back for a match. So Triple H wins. Triple H with his epic entrance. He will have a yes. okay match. And he will get to pose at the end, probably with a sledgehammer in hand, and he will get to <laughs> pose and all this. Now, I like Triple H, by the way, but we I know how this goes. we know how this goes every WrestleMania. Right? It's like the hey, I'm still kind of I'm still the man around here type of mm-hmm. move with Triple H. He he yeah. he uh he reclaims his time as the guy with all the juice. He says, Don't forget, I got the juice, and he'll flex his power as the man with the juice. See, he'll, he'll be the biggest face of the night because of Takeover. He'll be the biggest baby right. face there. <laughs> oh, I got a prediction about Takeover too. Yeah. So that's, that's the night before. I ain't got nothing to do with WrestleMania. <laughs> no, I know, but next WrestleMania, he's going to lose to Johnny Gargano, and that'll be the last match of his career. Wow! Remember this. Okay. Just remember it. I Why the hell would Triple H wrestle on Takeover? <laughs> no, 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 no. At WrestleMania, at oh, WrestleMania, WrestleMania. Next, next, yeah. next year, he will lose to Johnny Gargano. But now that you get Triple H's last it. match. Triple H's wow. last match should be in NXT. That'd be hilarious. No, that would be great. Would be yeah. <laughs> oh, NXT <laughs> taping, no less. Yeah. <laughs> some, <laughs> random, some random Wednesday in like July. To, uh, you know, for a guy who says we are NXT all the time, he's really not that like present. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he should lose to like the dude who does the guitar, the air guitar, like the rock and roll guy. I forget that guy's name off the top of my head. <laughs> who's, the, who's the Hawaiian cat that, that's always yeah, yeah, he's that's who should get the rub. <laughs> yeah, yeah, beat Triple H on an NXT taping that you know just at full sale. That's his last match. <laughs> I lose the corner Reeves, I gotta hang it up. Like, I'm done. <laughs> or Cassie Zono, Cassie Zono, that'd be great. Right, I'm done. Or he'll just go to NXT UK and lose there. <laughs> <laughs> Walter. 
Pete Dunn, <laughs> him listening to Pete Dunn would actually be kind of cool. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moving on, before we have our dream opponents that beats Triple H, and uh, we keep listening to in NXT. <laughs> in NXT, who's going to evolve show? How about that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it gets rolled up by like oh, Stokely Hathaway on an evolve show. How about that? Oh, that's oh, a deep cut. Yeah, <laughs> deep cut. Uh, but speaking of deep cuts, I don't know how this is going to segue in. I just said that. But the Universal Championship between Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins <laughs> happening at WrestleMania. Mm. Um, and when this when this first went down, like when Seth Rollins won the Royal Rumble, I was like, yeah. And then ever since, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that sucks. Because Seth Rollins is hot, and people are just. They, they they want Brock Lesnar to lose so bad. It's just not going to happen. No, I'm sorry, no, Seth. Nope. He's nope. not losing to, to Brock. He's not beating Brock at WrestleMania. That He's been cooled off so much. It's a shame. I mean, that, it's that's, uh, you know, as Vaughn, you know, leaves us. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Nick, I don't know how you feel, but, like, to me, you've got the perfect storyline where now you've got, like, the massive – buzz for Roman Reigns and it's like he never lost the title so you're not mm. going to give him that mo- I know he's fought Brock Lesnar 150 times but mm. you know it, he never lost I mean Seth Rollins never lost you know what I would love is like I mean here's the thing if the Dean Ambrose thing is true where he's not going to be around they have done a really good job of booking him to where you've forgotten about him the last couple of weeks. Not and even on that, the card. And that's where I could kind of see him either interfering for either side. Uh, like, I could see Seth Rollins taking Brock Lesnar to, like, the absolute limit where you think he's going to win, and then Dean Ambrose just comes in and turns again. Or, you know, Ambr- they can have Ambrose come in and be like, screw it, this is my last thing. And like go like kind of fake shoot and just have him just hit him with a chair and then just sit down on the outside of the ring and Paul Heyman's like what the hell and then you know that's the title change and you make it a little wacky but I don't know I don't care about this match at all and I, I wish I did because I like Seth Rollins um, and I dislike the way that Lesnar's booked I just care so much more about the Kofi Bryan match than I, I do mm. about this at all. It's kind of where yeah. I'm at. It's kind of where I I'm at. A lot of people are. And before this Kofi Mania thing hit, I was all for it. I was like, yes, Rollins needs to be the guy to beat Brock. And then once this Kofi thing picked up, I'm like, you know what? And, and Vaughn mentioned it before on the show. Like, you can't have too many feel-good moments because last year we thought that was going to happen. And it didn't. And now with WWE, like, I don't think of WrestleMania being the moment that – the babyface reigns because they've shown me that they don't do that every year. So this year, I think you get maybe three or four moments because they have what 15 matches. So you need to have, you need to offset that. And so I think Brock wins, uh, keeps the title, even though I do think a reigns Rollins match for the title is a lot better than a reigns Lesnar match. Um, and you brought up Ambrose, like, hey, he maybe he interferes in the McIntyre Reigns match and turns heel on Reigns, and then they go with that for like a month or two. That be and and he stays for a little bit. That'd be interesting. Who knows if they would do that? Um, but yeah, I don't see Rollins beating Lesnar for the title Sunday. Like, 
not even close. <laughs> it's going to be really fun when we're all just super wrong about this and Rollins is a universal champion. And then, I, don't th- I don't think it's going to get the pop that people think it is either. I don't I, think so either. Yeah, I don't either. I think it'll be more like, hey, Lesnar's finally not champion anymore. Like, right. More so than, hey, good for you, Rollins. It's going to be like, okay, mm-hmm. well, this Lesnar's not champion. People really care about this next match. So this is the match that people really care about as far as like the, the top men's match mm-hmm. in the card. Uh, and you look at like how WWE has these last matches listed. Of course, they have the, the, the women's title match up top. Second match down, though, is the WWE Championship match. Daniel Bryan defending against Kofi Kingston. Now, you just mentioned, Kofi Kingston kind of stole Seth Rollins' thunder as far as the, the guy chasing the title. Uh, that, that was all Seth Rollins back in January. Now it's Kofi Kingston because everybody swept up in Kofi Mania. I think a lot of people would be disappointed if Kofi Kingston did not win. And like I said... There's a lot of WrestleMania is the show. I've said this many times. WrestleMania is a show where you leave with a feel good moments. You have the happy fairy tale endings, and yeah, the next night it starts a whole new season, so to speak. But this is like the night where it's like everybody's feeling good, and you got to give at least one or two of these. They didn't really do that much last year, and we talked about it. Roman Reigns lost, Oscar lost, uh, Sinsuke Nakamura lost. Like Nia Jax probably the one of the few baby faces yeah. to actually win on that show. And people weren't like over the moon about Nia Jax, as you see today. They they hate her guts, uh, unfortunately. But so in these big matches, you got to have some of these feel good moments. Kofi Kingston has to be one of them. I think he has to be one of them. WWE want their fans to be highly upset at least for twenty four hours or so, because they're not going to be upset forever. But for twenty four hours or so, they're going to be pissed if Kofi Kingston doesn't walk out of this match. WWE champion doesn't have to be champion for three years. Uh, oh damn! Hours. They, don't, they don't like Kofi. Apparently, <laughs> uh, well, I, yeah. I agree with Vaughn. I think uh, uh, this that you need to have Kofi win because you actually do um, risk that. That I want to say it would just be on social media, but that like that backlash where he, people would actually get rid of the network. You know, like they, they're so invested in this that you can't have Daniel Bryan. Uh, retain the title, even if by DQ or anything like that. Like you need to have Kofi win the title. Mike, you made a great point about you could have Daniel Bryan and Miz, you know, at SummerSlam and just the roles reverse with Miz finally winning the title at some point. But you can always you, you have plenty of pay per views in between. Then if you know you do the Miz Kevin Owens for a little bit and you do Daniel Bryan Kofi for a little bit. Daniel Bryan regains the title down the road, then he could do that Miz Bryan type thing, which I actually love that idea. I think that would be perfect uh, heading into rest, uh, SummerSlam. But if they don't have Kofi win Sunday night, I, I don't know, man. Like I, I am not going to personally cancel the network, but I will, I will probably be checked out. I think it's in a weird spot. Like there's a lot of things going for Kofi in this one, but it's also like how when's it being booked? Like, when is it on the, where is it on the card? Because we've seen WWE mm-hmm. title matches early in the card. And then, you know, like nothing's going to happen. Um, the, it, you can get nuclear heat for Daniel Bryan here. Like nuclear. And I could see Vince really being into that. Um, that said, Kofi strikes me as, you know, we've talked about how big of a mark I am for Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy won his title at Armageddon like several years yeah. ago, had that big moment, and then immediately lost it. That's mm-hmm. what Kofi is going to be as a champion. I think people need to kind of realize that. 
I, I don't see Kofi being a long-term champion. The reason why I would absolutely love for Kofi to win this is because I think it would lead to a, a big E heel turn and the idea of a monster heel. And also, you know, as a pasty white guy, I would really like to see some some wrestlers of color get some main event, serious main event time. We haven't really seen that since Mark Henry uh, and Our Truth had their kind of run, but they didn't really do it justice. I think Big E could be like the ultimate big guy heel champion uh, down the road. There's so much potential there, uh, and you can get so much heat for him beating the crap out of Xavier Rhodes consistently, uh, and then Kofi. Um, you know, the Miz even told me, he goes, nobody would have predicted this a year ago that Kofi would be here. Like you might've wanted it, but nobody would have thought that was going to happen. And I, I do agree with you. I think they need to put the title on him, but I could see it being one of those things where they did it with Zack Ryder, where Zack Ryder had his WrestleMania moment and the swerve came suddenly. And I think that actually might be smart because if you want to book a shock title change, to get some hype heading into, you know, the new year and moving into Fox with SmackDown, maybe have him drop it Tuesday. I mean, he had his moment and he's a ch- former champion. You give him that credibility, but I don't know. To me, uh, I can't see Kofi having a long title reign unless they really hype up Big E going heel. Um, but that's just me booking. What do you, what do you think about that? I think uh, Big E would be the logical choice. I think we've talked about that on this podcast for years. What, when the New Day eventually breaks up, who's the breakout star? Big E as a heel, like the, it just makes sense. He was even good as Dolph Ziggler's, you know, like kind right. of bodyguard. Like he he was good in that role, and obviously now he's shown that personality with the New Day. I mean, like he would be a great person to to ha- to give the reins to and kind of like, all right, go do your thing and kind of hands off. Let's see what you can do. So I, I do I think that that'll eventually it'll get like that. I, I still don't like it's one of those things where I'll, I'll believe it when I see it because yeah, I, have, in the I have no faith. And, uh, yeah. but, but I, the new day breaking up, like we've, we've teased it like before, like, Oh, it's going to happen here. It's going to happen there. It just makes sense. And the fact that they've kept them together through all this, I actually love that because mm-hmm. they, they've gotten their hall of famers together. Like they've gotten yeah. so like I said yesterday or Last week, Kofi to me is a tag team guy now in a, in a WWE title match because I don't view him as like the former US champion, the former Intercontinental champion. I view him as part of the New Day, and mm-hmm. like I think he's been way more popular and successful as part of the New Day than he was before. Because oh yeah, really even even in those mid card title reigns, no one took him seriously. Well, so, nobody remembers any of them either. Right, right. Because like, like, like ten years ago, this you is know? by far Kofi's best run. In WWE, this yeah. last was it five years now since New Day, yeah, together by far, and it's all their best runs. And like you said, it's what it's what's going to make them Hall of Famers. Like well, they're the longest reigning tag team champions in WWE history, and Kofi is in the a, a WWE Championship match at WrestleMania. This would have never happened five years ago. Mm-hmm. He was just on his own, but here we are now. Well, and Vaughn, you left the room, and I, I brought this up. But to me, when you're moving to Fox and you have a very um, you know, a very broad audience. I think you need to make sure you highlight your minorities, your, your, your talent of color. And I think they're at a point right now where if Kofi wins, they can really, they can create a Roman Reigns from a heel or, or face perspective with Big E 
if they really plot that out, this win might not just be about Kofi. This could be about, you know, projecting Big E to a much bigger role in I mean, this it, company because I think he has the juice. I, I think he's got he I, I can see that, but I just don't think New Day should ever break up. I think they could always do their own singles thing, but they're still a group together. It's like what's happening right now. I just I'm, I was never a fan of the Shield breaking up, and I was I, I wouldn't be a fan of the New Day breaking up. They don't have to be completely separate entities in order to be stars. They can still be stars. Kofi King, look at look at this Kofi Kingston stuff. He hasn't that's because they they like unicorns and the pancakes. People doesn't mean people haven't taken him seriously. They are, they are riding with Kofi. So I think he's proof that they can be a singular act as New Day with all the colors and the power of positivity and all that stuff, but still be taken seriously when it comes to intercontinental championships, U.S. championships, or even, in this case, WWE championships. I just don't see Kofi holding onto the title very long. I, I, just I don't, don't either. I've never said he should hold it for like six months, but like I'm, uh, at the most, he should get to a pay-per-view and defend it and maybe lose it there, but he should be able to say that he's a former WWE champion at some point. My opinion. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just think you have you have money in Big E. I mean, there, there's re like I he's the he he's the prince that was promised, not Roman Reigns. If you if you're a big Game of Thrones fan, I just think that Big E has gotten to where he is because of the New Day. Like he because he's got to show that really humorous side of his personality. Like he's sure. a complete goofball. I think that's where the money is. And I know Big E's a powerhouse. He's big and he's strong, but I think. People were, I think more people will be entertained by Biggie the way he is in New Day because that's a more unique character than I'm big and strong, so therefore I'm mean. We've seen plenty of those in wrestling mm. history. But Biggie the way he is now, we haven't seen that many like guys who so – you ever see that video he did like maybe a week or two ago when he went to Pancheros and essentially made love to a burrito? Like it's on his Twitter. <laughs> so, and he had the Cardi B uh, song with uh, – who was it? Um, Bruno Mars. They had, I think it was Cardi B song though, and they had the song playing in the background. He's essentially making love to his brood. Like that's big. Like that's stupid. That thing is that video is so I stupid. I get that, but <laughs> that's I think, something that's going to get way more views than him being big and mean. So I don't. This is a weird thing, and I'll probably get crap in the comment section. I think he's Edge. I think okay. he's Edge. I think like he he's a guy that can do both and okay. be that that guy who. You know what? Probably should have never been a main event guy, but he has a good look. He's got he's smart. He gets the business. Like he's a guy that has long lasting potential. Like how much longer is Kofi gonna do the same? Like I get like I think Kofi and Xavier could be a tag team for like the rest of time. But like to me, Big E is a guy who you can use in several roles. He's the guy that Braun Strowman's supposed to be. He's the guy that Roman Reigns is supposed to be. He 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 works a mic very, very well. He's clearly understanding the psychology of the business. And you know what? His finishing move was actually pretty good. Like, there, there's stuff to him. You know what I mean? So that, that, that's – that's I'll get off my high horse, but I'm pounding the table for him. Like, he's a first-round draft pick. You know? <laughs> I mean, if he's high available upside. at 25, I don't know. Maybe you take – He's got high upside, man. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's not a reach. It won't be a reach pick in the first round. Uh, but I think uh, – do we all agree, though? Let's wrap this up. Kofi Kingston should win Sunday? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. And now we're moving on, finally, to the main events of the evening. For the first time ever, an all-women's match will be the featured main event, the featured attraction at WrestleMania, and a winner-take-all match, because as we saw last week, Charlotte is the SmackDown Women's Champion. 
Ronda Rousey is the Raw Women's Champion, and Becky Lynch is the People's Champion, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and winner takes all. The winner of this match will be the Raw and SmackDown Women's Champions. I don't know if that was is how they're going to keep those titles forever. They're going to forever unify them. I talked about it last week, how I think they should unify all the titles that they have two of, my opinion. But here we are. Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Ronda Rousey, Mike. What are you looking forward to in this match, and who is the winner? First off, I'll say this match did not need the SmackDown women's title. Uh, It also didn't need Charlotte. But whatever. Anyway, um, so if you really want a moment, like, this is Becky's time. I don't know who you have her pin because I don't know if Rousey's going to take off time. If Rousey's going to take off time, you have Becky pin her. But um, I'm over the whole Charlotte thing. Like, we get it. She's been an eight-time champion because she's won almost every other month uh, (laughs) since they've done the brand split. Becky's the best act in the company. It's not close. You know, people can talk about how much they love Kofi or whatever. If you watch SmackDown and her leave a cop car yesterday – this this woman, this superstar, has more Stone Cold Steve Austin heat than we have seen in a really long time. Maybe since John Cena was in his prime. And I think you've got. She doesn't need the title. She really doesn't. But you need that moment. And I think I think it's the the idea of her holding up both titles after coming in, being kind of the like. If you look at the press release for the main event. It's like Charlotte Flair is the daughter of Ric Flair. She's won eight titles. She was a former volleyball player in college, blah, 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 blah. Ronda Rousey, she's a multiple-time champion. She's done the Olympics. She's, a, she's done voice work for Mortal Kombat, blah, 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 blah. Oh, Becky Lynch, she's a two-time former SmackDown champion. Like, for her to come out of this, this is the whole point where you, why you brought Rousey in. You wanted to give one of your stars the rub from the, her celebrity and from her talent and her name recognition and you wanted them to excel. This is this is the moment. This is the moment for Becky Lynch. It should be the moment for Becky Lynch. I don't care if it's predictable. I want her to win. I think it's the right move. She can be your biggest star in the company, male or female. Nick? I think, uh, you know, when a lot of people thought when Charlotte was added that it, it took away from the match. I don't know Vaughn had mentioned his you like the one-on-one aspect more, which I completely understand. To me, I always kind of thought that Charlotte should have been in it. It should have been Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda because two of the best main events in WrestleMania history were triple threat matches. You know, you had it at 20 and you had it at 30. So, uh, and, and for the uh, first women's... 30 could pale the comparison to 20, but that's, that's, that's neither here nor there. Really? The, the 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 finish was great, but the match itself wasn't as okay. good as okay. twenty. I don't think right. it was uh, you were there, so yeah. Um, but uh, hey, I was a like many a huge Daniel Bryan mark, so that was what was that, en- that enhanced um, the moment, right? Yeah. No so now everyone like when Charlotte got at it, everyone was like, "Oh, now she's gonna take the pin, blah blah blah, or take the submission or whatever." And I never bought into that hype. I still think Becky Lynch is going to win. And I think she's going to either pin or make Ronda Rousey tap out. No, I, I, based on the company, the the recent history of booking, uh, it would not surprise me if they didn't go that route. And in fear of uh, taking the allure away from Rousey, because even if she does go away, she's going to come back at some point. She's not going to go away forever. And she. She she needs to have that moment of weakness. Like she needs to be beaten at some point. 
and there's no better time for that to happen than Sunday night. And it's, there's no better person for that to happen with Becky Lynch. So Becky Lynch has to be that person to defeat Rousey. And then you still have Charlotte. Hey, you never beat me, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, are they still both on SmackDown? Probably not. You probably have Becky go to raw and stay there and then you separate them. Uh, but I, I think that moment is absolutely needed. First women's match main event in history, triple threat. You have to have that moment. It's not okay for Becky Lynch to beat Charlotte in that, in that, like I, I will be mad if that happens, regardless if Becky walks out as champion or not. Uh, Becky, Becky needs to beat Rousey. And uh, I think we're going to see that. I honestly do. Becky Lynch needs to win regardless. I think people will, there will be a mutiny if Charlotte wins. And oh, yeah. there'll be a smaller mutiny if Ronda Rousey wins. Uh, but Becky Lynch has to win this match. I mean, I think the original plan was for Becky for us to be Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. And I know people, I'm, we've all said, oh, injecting Charlotte into this match. Really, when you really think, look at the whole, take a step back and look at the big picture. So these Becky Lynch that's been in, in, injected into the main event that was probably supposed to be Ronda Rousey mm. versus Charlotte. But because she got so hot and she is the best acting company, she got pushed into the match. It's probably supposed to be one-on-one with both titles on the line, right? That's probably yeah. the plan all along. But now you got Becky Lynch in there. But she has to win. I think you have to go off the air with Becky Lynch holding up both of those titles. And it's, a, you know, that's, again, this is a place where fairy tale endings happen. It's WrestleMania. Steve Austin had his. Shawn Michaels had his. John Cena had, like, a bunch. Hulk Hogan had a bunch. Why not be, it be Becky Lynch this time? Because if you know if it's Charlotte Flair, people are going to boo that out of the building. If it's Ronda Rousey, people are going to boo that out of the building. When people go home happy, which did Becky. not happen last year. No. It did not it happen did. at WrestleMania 33. Yeah. Well, so, and it didn't happen at WrestleMania 32. No, <laughs> they were booing him when he won. So, yeah. really, you think about it, it'd be the first time the fans are like, yay, at the end of WrestleMania since 2015. Thir- yeah. Seth Rollins did it, and that wasn't even he wasn't even planned in the match, right? Money he wasn't even babyface, they just it was the first money in the bank thing, and everyone was like, Yes, right? That, that was what they were reacting to. Can I correct myself though? Go ahead. If, if they were thinking this, adding the SmackDown title, here's why it kind of makes sense if Becky pins Charlotte, it won't look cheap, you get what I mean? Like, so like, let's say champion either way. Right, yeah, yeah. Because, like, let's say that she beat Charlotte and they wanted to keep Rousey safe, right? And then she won the title. There would always be, like, well, she never pinned Rousey. So now it's now it's kind of, I guess that makes sense. I'll also say I don't think she can tap out Rousey. I think that would be detrimental. I think you could – I think you need a pinner. But uh, does she really even have, like, a no. power power move? Like, that's – He has to disarm her and that's it. So, so maybe – Maybe it's, Char- maybe, maybe it's Charlotte hitting the natural selection and then she throws her out of the, she like just like drop kicks her out of the ring and pins her. I, I don't know, but like, I mean, you could have Rousey just pass out and you know, she never gave up, but I don't know, Becky man. still wins. Have her break her arm. Those UFC yeah. fans already rag on Ronda Rousey. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, tapping out to a, planned you know right. to a arm bar <laughs> like, you know I, I know she's trying to sell her like youtube vlog or whatever but like the way that this they built this rivalry it does seem very very real like they're they're i don't know if you saw the kick from charlotte 
the other night in the cop car, that was brutal. And that definitely hurt. There is no question about it. Uh, By the way, that segment was hysterical. I mean, it was insane. Like, my wife walked in and she's like, why are they letting them do this? this They put them in the same car and they just looked at each other like, what are y'all doing? (laughs) They're like the most incompetent people in the history of the world. Their legs are free. You know these people are wrestling, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and, and but shout, yeah, out like, shout out to Nick for putting together that segment. Yeah, that was great. Benny Hill music. That was classic. I, that that was was great. I appreciate that. And yeah. uh, it was on Pro Wrestling Sheet yesterday. So, oh, so nice. it was a little bit you around. Too, a little, went around a little bit. So uh, all I did, I remember seeing a tweet. I think it was like from Wrestling Inc. It was like, somebody needs to put the Benny Hill music to this. And I'm like, boom, I'm on it. Five minutes later, done and uh it took off more than i thought it would honestly i was like oh this is something like funny that'll be funny and a lot of people loved it so appreciate that it was hilarious thank you thank you thank you nick (laughs) so yeah i mean we're all in agreement uh becky lynch should win this match no matter who she's beating who she's passing out whatever now that's when you it's i would not fault anyone for canceling the WWE network if it didn't happen. Like I'd be like, you know what? Like I'm not gonna do it, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna laugh at those who do, you know, like I'd normally do. What concerns me is they've screwed up a lot of the women historic moments. I mean Carmella winning the money in the bank, she needs a man to to uh, take it. Like there there have been there have been a lot of misguided attempts here. Like I could see Stephanie McMahon coming out and 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 Ron turning full heel and her giving her like some help or like Charlotte does not need to win this match. Charlotte's the one person that you can absolutely rule out of this match. If she wins, be my guest. Cancel the network. But like Rousey, I'm gonna give her like a fifteen to twenty percent chance just because she's believable. And I also think if you built it to be a singles match at SummerSlam and Becky won, it would still somewhat be rewarding or I could see it in Vince's mind being like, Oh yeah, this could still pay off. Uh, But I will tell you the wind was sucked out of the room when Roman Reigns beat Undertaker in Orlando. No one was happy. No one. There was not a person that left that stadium that was, Oh my gosh, I can't believe Roman Reigns just won this one. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) and people were still buzzing about the Hardy thing, but like, It was not a, a fun way to close the show. Would you put that match, though, that particular match is one of the worst in Mania history? Because I think I would. Uh, a main event-wise? Yeah. Main event, Absolutely. yeah. I once saw the giant Gonzalez fight. So I <laughs> well, even if the know. Undertaker won, like, I don't think you get it, like, that much better of a reaction. It, it, no, like, it, the match was not that good. Undertaker was a shell of himself. But, right, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Last year's WrestleMania was bad, just in general. It was, so, and I loved the build to it. And then yeah, the oh, build was it, great. The like, show was terrible. Yep. Um, I actually think the Lesnar Roman Reigns uh, match a couple of years ago, where Rollins cashed in, was terrible till he cashed in. Oh no, I, I think it was fantastic. I agree with Vaughn. I think it was pretty good until even fantastic. with the fashion. I know I shouldn't but, say it was terrible, but it, it like but I, last year it was not great. It, and I even with it was the blood. good. I mean, even with the blood and people forget the about the blood. I thought it was great. Yeah, people do forget about the blood. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, 
I think I think that they've had better matches than the WrestleMania one where where Rollins cashed in. I thought it was good psychology, but I just from an action standpoint, I was kind of bored. Mm-hmm. I was enthralled. I, I think it. I think their SummerSlam match was probably their best. Yeah, I agree. Together, so yeah, I love the WrestleMania match. Actually, I haven't watched it in a while, but it was actually I thought being in the building and like that was the first time they had really locked horns and Brock mm-hmm. was on this tear where he was just killing people and he's smacking out of the reins. I think I watched that a few months ago. It definitely holds up well now. Like, I thought it was really good. That's when Suplex City was born. Like, I thought it was really good. Then the cash in added it on top of it. So. Yeah, and that was people like right after he resigned too. Yeah, people were into it. Like, people forget, like, people were into that match when Roman Reigns started making his comeback. The mm-hmm. crowd came alive for that when he hit the, the ring post, Lesnar hit the ring post, yeah. started bleeding. People were oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Hey, I'm remembering Heyman, it wrong. <laughs> yeah, Heyman was selling it was really good, and then of course, then Rollins came yeah, back. Yeah, like, yeah, Paul Heyman, Heyman, like Brock, Brock, and like, <laughs> like Lesnar. I'm like, I'm like, he's coming, Brock. Get out the way. I was like, Lesnar's like really fucked up, but no, like he wasn't. He was selling. I was like, that's awesome. Like because Lesnar is, he's great. We didn't say it during the match preview, our predictions, but Lesnar is one of the best sellers. Ever like he's yeah. great at selling, mm. yeah. Just like he's a very good as Monday when, when he wants to. He's fantastic when he, when he wants to sell. He is incredible at selling. But I feel yeah. like that's like the history of this business. Like, like Shawn Michaels really good at selling, but when he, <laughs> when he wants to sell, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. It, nobody, nobody else is like a Dolph Ziggler level seller. You know what I mean? Perfect. Like, there's some guys that sell just well on every every match. I think that's why AJ Styles is so good. But you know, what can you do? Yep. Well, it's been a long show, but I think we got through WrestleMania. Now let's get the takeover. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, when you when you invite Mike K on your thing, you're going to have long winded stuff. Shout out to Ricochet. <laughs> Ricochet didn't appear on this show, so. <laughs> Yeah, the only Yet. show he hasn't appeared on all week, but yes, uh, I'll before, dump him in somehow. Before we wrap up, just you know, some final thoughts on what you're looking forward to at WrestleMania. What are you What are you looking to get out of WrestleMania this year, real quick? The set. I want to see what it looks like, man. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to unveil that in the next couple of days, right? They usually unveil that before yeah. the show. Now it's got to be different than 29, right? It, it will has be. To be. It will cool. be. You're gonna put the Brooklyn Bridge on top of the ring, and then the Statue of Liberty at the entrance. <laughs> all right. Maybe something New Jersey in, in, in there somewhere. Yeah, please. Yeah. Come on, man. Maybe a swamp somewhere. I don't know. See, they talk, They put New Jersey in the logo at 29. They haven't even mentioned it this year. Yeah, they've, <laughs> been, go, they've been going hardcore New York. Even in the, the shadows of New York City, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, it's it's kind of annoying, but like, why am I getting upset about it? It's called well, East Brother for New Jersey. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> well, no, but like, that's what's frustrating is like I'm interviewing the Miz, and I'm like, hey, so this, this is the second time they've had it in New Jersey, and he called it New York every single time I said it. <laughs> and then, yeah, like, he's looking at those notes, like what I can and can't say. It's like, wait, I thought, you know, I've got to sell this to my editor, man. Like, we're <laughs> a New Jersey paper. Um, You've been trained, man. You've been trained the Not to get off topic, but have you seen the leaked Jets things? They all yeah, have New we were, York we were on actually them. just talking about that. They well, all they, have New York on them. The New like, York you, Jets. You play in New Jersey, dude. Like, yeah, the, you, the, the, the New York Jets, though. Whatever. Anyway. The Giants homes have had NY on them for decades. Oh, I know, but that's whatever. Because they originally did play in New York. But, again... um, I'm looking to, to – I, I want to see some stars made here, like, in, in the show. Like, they've consistently not made stars uh, in on WrestleMania for, like, the last three or four years. But when you and when we were all kids and we were watching in the 90s, they made stars. Stone Cold Steve Austin was 
you could talk about the King of the Ring, Austin three sixteen thing. He was made against Bret Hart. Like there's stuff where you saw guys kind of take that next leap. I mean, the the Hardys had the Hardys Edge and Christian and the Dudleys all had great matches leading up to WrestleMania two thousand. They were made at WrestleMania. Like that's what I want to see. you know, and and as a kid who grew up watching wrestling and wanting to wanted to be next to Jr. in the booth to cover this as a journalist is a very very big bucket list thing for me. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I mean, it's not, to you to try to piggyback on your point. It's not just the, the being them them being made at WrestleMania and having that moment. It's also the follow up too, right? It's mm-hmm. the follow up with Edge and Christian and the Hardys and the Dudleys. They had follow up and they had the SummerSlam match and they had the rest the match at next year at WrestleMania and and it built up. Well, like, yes, Cesaro, you thought he was going to be made at WrestleMania 30, and the follow-up was trash. So that's also an important part of it uh, as well. But what I'm looking forward to, it's just some good fairy tale endings. I've, I've probably I've said this multiple times, but there got to be some feel-good moments, man. This is WrestleMania. This is where these things happen. You can do the heat at Survivor Series. You can do the heat at Extreme Rules. You can do the heat at No Mercy. But WrestleMania is where these special moments happen this is where you have to put smiles on people's faces just like they did back in the territories where they waited to the christmas show or the or the thanksgiving show or starcade to Same have valentine's big... day no <laughs> <laughs> come on you throw me off here i'm just trying to think of a random holiday <laughs> but they waited to those big shows to do the big moments and the good the feel-good moments that's what wrestlemania is about and i feel like they've gotten away from that for whatever reason the last couple of years yeah. And last year was a prime example. And then WrestleMania 33, where, I mean, you're not going to have Undertaker and Roman Reigns wasn't, I don't know if there's going to be a whole bunch of feel-good moments coming from that. But there just weren't a ton of them. There weren't enough of them to, to me to, to make it a memorable WrestleMania. Outside of, if we're talking about the Hardy Boys to this day, two years later, what else happened on this show? That was, was like that, the middle of the card. That was a tag title match. What about that like Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt? Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. And guys, if you would have watched that live, it was a very confusing and b the worst thing I've ever seen. That's the worst <laughs> match I've ever seen ever. Period. Oh, but Randy Orton's involved. Oh my God. Go figure, uh, Randy Orton. Whatever. The point is, it was. It wasn't the the happy feel good moment, and and no one cared. The Brock Lesnar Goldberg match. People were into it, but. Uh, like, come on! Actually, I like that one. The, the, the entrance was incredible. Like be, people were stoked, but yeah, right. it was fun. But again, that I don't so, remember it exactly. Yeah, exactly yeah. So give people some lasting memories, some lasting moments, and some good happy endings to this show, to multiple storylines. Specifically, Becky Lynch and Kofi Kingston. You got to do it. You got to go there because otherwise, people are going to be upset again <laughs> after the show. And you can't have that happen four years in a row at WrestleMania. I mean, it's just. It's got to be nice. Got to put smiles on people's faces for once. So, with that said, let's wrap it up. Mike, tell people where you can find you on social media and when they can find your stories and what you got coming up on NJ.com. Sure. So, you can check out NJ.com. Uh, we'll have our post preview up in the morning for, for Thursday for WrestleMania. I'll probably do an NXT preview as well. Um, if you're Eagles fans, chances are you are because you're watching this wonderful podcast. In this Philly-based podcast, uh, you can find me nj.com slash eagles. Cover the team 24-7. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore E underscore K. It's the worst Twitter handle on the internet, but it, I got it before I was a journalist. So, um, <laughs> But K is K-A-Y-E. K like the jewelers with an E at the end. Thanks, guys. Yeah.
No problem. Thanks for co- joining us on tonight's show, man. Uh, Nick, how about you with some plugs, please? You can follow me at Nick McCone on Twitter. Follow us at Shooters Radio on Twitter. And we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash the straight shooters. You can follow my WrestleMania recap and read it at phillyvoice.com Monday morning, April 8th. Uh, took off that day. Taking a personal day. Some doesn't matter that WrestleMania is 24 hours long, man. I'll be up and I'll be watching it. And I'll be I'll be writing it for Philly Voice. So uh, make sure you check that out Monday morning. And uh, you can also follow my sports, culture, and social at phillyinfluencer.com. I am at Von M. Johnson on Twitter. You can find me on there. I'll be tweeting about WrestleMania all day Sunday. I'll be tweeting about NXT Saturday night, too. Yeah, you me know? too. Friday. So, Friday. Uh, that's right. Oh, yeah, Saturday's Friday is the Hall of Fame. Saturday, Saturday's the Hall of Fame. Wow. That's yeah, a- they, they tricked me, too, because originally I was going to go down Saturday, and then I was like, no, my sister-in-law's in town. Whoops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Friday, I'll be tweeting about NXT. That is the Hall of Fame. I would not be tweeting during the Hall of Fame because I'm not watching it because I don't care what nobody mm. says. Hall oh of God, God, it's the worst class in a really long time. And it's, it's, in general, I don't care who it is. It's long and it's boring. I sat through two of them. It's not fun. <laughs> like It's <laughs> it's not fun. I'm sorry. I, it I is the to... best excuse for me to not spend money that night. So I'm just going to sit home and oh, watch man. it and maybe like oh, order man. Chinese or something. No, like fam. Ten bucks later, I'm, I'm, that's my Saturday night. I'm Usually, I'll rest WrestleMania weekend, and then Sunday night, I'll go to my buddies in Jersey, and uh, that's where I'll, I'll spend money. Not interested. <laughs> Not interested. But uh, if you aren't on social media, you can always find me out here in these streets. Like I say every week, uh, I'll be out here. Might be out here this weekend. I don't know. But uh, one more time, let me remind you where you can find us on these interwebs. Of course, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, SoundCloud, Spotify, and the mothership, WildfireRadio.com. We can find all 189 prior episodes of The Straight Shooters. Of course, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, you can rate, review us. You can like our videos, subscribe to our channel. I guess you can't rate the videos, but you can review and leave comments as well. Uh, we appreciate those. But in the meantime, for Dick McCone and our special guest, Mike K., I'm Vaughn Johnson. Thanks for listening and watching episode 190 of The Straight Shooters, and we'll catch you all again next week. Peace. You've been listening to The Straight Shooters on Wildfire Radio. For advertising opportunities, contact Nick Picone via email at piconenick at gmail.com or call 856-625-1190.